This is Dr. Justin Moody from the Dennis Implants and Worms podcast and owner of Implant Pathways. You are listening to hashtag P-O-D, Podcasts of Dentistry. Podcastofdentistry.com slash squadcast. I believe everyone has a story to tell. And if you want to start a podcast to tell your story, the easiest way to start one is Squadcast. No special hardwares, no special softwares needed for you or your guests. You simply start podcasting using any laptop or desktop or Android phone and even a Chromebook in a browser like Chrome, Firefox, Opera, Brave. So, You may ask, how did you do it? Well, it's simple. As a host, you simply schedule an interview on your dashboard. Share that particular link to the guest and hit record to get studio quality audio. Done. Simple. No sign-ups needed by your guests. No special mics needed by anyone and still get studio quality audio. There can be up to four people at one time, including the host. You can even see the video of your guests. Connect any earphone or headphones with mic and you're golden. When you're done, simply stop recording and everything with separate tracks is automatically uploaded on your dashboard, ready to download in no time. Most of the basic audio editing is also automatically done when you download. Well, guess what? This particular podcast was recorded on Squadcast. Do I not make any sense? Well, they do have demo videos on their website to show you exactly how it is done. I did use the support and they have best-in-the-class support. They are so confident in their services that they have even compared their services with other competitors. Another thing that gives me peace of mind is redundancy. That means that even if there is some error, you can still get the backup of all the recordings sent to you in your email through your dashboard. So, if you really like the idea of starting your own podcast, podcastofdentistry.com slash squadcast. The subscription starts only at $10 per month. You can cancel anytime through your account without making any calls or any change of emails. Super easy. Once again, to support this show, simply go to podcastofdentistry.com slash squadcast. Give it a try. It's a special episode today, as I believe it is a foundational session in learning how to handle things, not only in dentistry, but in life. She's a high-performance coach who is always gearing us towards action to win. Yes, you guessed it right. Her name is Dr. Emily Lettron at dremilyletron.com with doctor as D-R. She's not only a high-performance coach, but also a speaker a prolific writer, and running two dental offices in California, along with being a mom of three kids. I really don't know how she does what she does. And this is where we dug deep into to figure out how she's able to handle all of it. She's also the author of several books, including No Nonsense Dentistry with Dr. Stephen Morney. All the links of the books and other important links will be in the show notes at podcastofdentistry.com slash emily. She specifically talks about the pillars of her coaching, 
like clarity, energy, courage, productivity, and not to mention influence. We really dive deep into the mindset of this successful coach and of course all the pillars. She shares her story, her mentors, books she had been most influenced with and the books she recommends to read. She specifically talks about the intentional concept, her secrets of success, balancing life and work, importance of sleep, and not to mention some uncommon answers to common problems. We of course talk about Tim Ferriss inspired questions, including some absurd or funny things that she does. You will certainly feel connected to her. If you really delve deep into the tenets of her coaching, then this interview may change your mind how to handle things not only in dentistry but also in life. I thoroughly enjoyed the pillars of her mindset, taking decisions and certainly growing with it. I hope you'll enjoy it too. Let's welcome Dr. Emily Lettron. Right. Uh, once again, thank you. Thank you for coming to Hashtag POD, Podcast of Dentistry. And uh, uh, today uh, I have uh, with me Dr. Emily Lettron. Um, and uh, we just going to start at a place where I believe it would be a good start, which I want to know and I believe people would know a lot more about you is how did you get involved with uh, no BS marketing? Okay. Well, thank you so much. First, um, I'm really honored to be on your podcast. It's um, it's always great to see new people <laughs> doing new things, implementing new ideas, which is the whole the whole thing that No BS is based on. <laughs> yeah, know? yeah, yeah. It really is doing something new, doing something to attract people, uh, doing out of the box yeah. um, concepts, and uh, it happened. It's it. it Obviously, it's been a long journey. I, I've been a dentist for more than 26 years. Wow. And I've had my uh, my own practices for more than 23 years. Mm-hmm. And about 10 years ago, I started working um, with a dental consultant. Okay. And, and you, know, you know, so you've been in practice for 13 years or so. All of a sudden, you just said, you know what? There's there got to be more to this than just your regular dentistry. You know, how do I... How do I scale this? How do I do something different? Right. Um, and it's, just, it's not different just from, you know, how do I make more money kind of thing. It's like, how do I make my life different? How do I enrich my life? How do I look at things from a different perspective? Mm-hmm. And so I started working with this consultant. And simultaneously, by chance, I was in the bookstore. And I picked up this book. And it's called uh, No BS Time Management for Entrepreneur. Mm. And so that was a very catchy title, obviously. Mm-hmm. And, and so I, I picked that up. And, and I I mean, I'm pretty good with time management. I got three dental practices. I have three children, um, you know, and I'm very involved with their lives. And, you know, I'm married, got a husband. I got the extended family. You know, there's yeah. birthday every month. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Together. So when I saw, okay, time management, this is this has got to be good, right? Because it's a no BS. Um, so I read the book. And it just so happened that the, the author of that book, Dan Kennedy, is the the consultant for my consultant, right? Oh, so oh, wait a minute, so wait a minute. So yeah. So, so ten years ago, you started with a consultant, uh, mm-hmm. and that consultant also used to go to Doctor Dan. Uh, sorry, Dan Kennedy. Is that what it is? Yeah. 
So yeah, who is this? Uh, who was your ten-year-old consultant? Who are you talking about? Can you name oh, her? Uh, uh, yeah, I'm talking about Jay Geyer of the Scheduling Institute. Jay Geyer. Okay. So, yeah. So um, so then I I just start following both at the right. same time. Right? Okay. And I can see Jay taking some of these ideas and implementing into um, his his company. And I mean, his company has been on a positive growth, fast scale trajectory. Um, for as long as I'm watching it, he's he's up, he's been doing this, right? Right, right. And 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 so then I decided to get in a little deeper with the the, the what they used to be called was GKIC, Clayton okay. uh, Kennedy Inner Circle, and studying marketing. Um, then right now I'm actually part of their magnetic marketing advisor team. Hmm. Um, we have our own mastermind, and then we hold our meetings. Uh, locally, and you know, we work with entrepreneurs, and I've been interviewed on their, um, I guess you would say, their version of podcast, and you know, it's on a CD, and it gets sent out right. to all the members, that kind of a thing. Right. And so, about five years ago is when I started my journey being a high performance coach, and uh, and then I added business consulting, and I'm I'm very in love. With the no BS concept, right? <laughs> I'm, I'm one of I'm one of those people. Is you got something to say, say it, right? I like that. Um, get get to the point, right? Um, sugar coating is is nice, but sometimes you don't have the time <laughs> to <laughs> to sugar coat, right? So sometimes if you're already planning to say X, just say everything you you say just lead to X, right? Mm. Because you become very intentional. And, and that's one of the big thing with high performance coaching is being very intentional. If, if I'm doing something, I mean, obviously that's things that you just do for fun. So the intention there is just to have fun. But, but besides that, a lot of time when, when we go into business, okay, so I'll give you a, an example. You, you, the patient is seated for a prep, right? Okay. Just go in there, follow your system, how, whatever you do, right? And finish the prep, right? It's very intentional. It's going to be 30 minutes, 45 minutes, one hour, however much time that you have to do that prep. Right. Uh, right. Yeah, it's a new patient console, right? And let's say you say, I have 45 minutes with the patient. Everything you do in that appointment is very intentional so that you can close at the end, right? So mm. you, may, you may ask the patient where they work, how busy they are, you know, their family. So then you, you sort of learn how concerned they are with the way they look, maybe with the way they chew, maybe with how they show up in the picture. And right. then when you present a treatment plan, it all goes in alignment with whatever their concerns and their values are, right? Mm, so that's okay. been very intentional. And then I see people, okay, so when they do the dentistry, that's how they are. And then you go to a business aspect of their business and they're all over the place, right? Uh, they, don't, okay. they don't have the intention. It's, Oh, I think my staff want to talk to me. Uh, I'm just going to go talk to her, and and you don't have a time limit. You don't you, you don't ask the staff to go right to the point. Like if, if somebody come in and say we have a, a problem here, I want them to come and say we have a problem here. I think this is how we can fix it. Right. Okay. So over, so you it. tell them you so you encourage your staff to come with the problem and the solution. And the the solution that they think potential, is good. yeah, uh, the potential. I, 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 yeah, I may or may not be you know agree with it. Yeah, but, but my point here is when you're intentional, sitting down to do a prep 
all mm-hmm. filling on new patient exam. Mm-hmm. And you have a, th- a, a kind of a time, right? Yeah, you yeah. say, this is how much time I want. But then when you go to do a meeting, you don't do any of that. Done. You just kind of open book, tell me whatever. Oh, uh, you know, your car is not working. You know, you have babysitting issue, whatever it is. But you don't, <laughs> you, you, you just kind of open your door and just listen to everything. And it's not the same as when you're doing the dentistry. Hmm. So the high performance coaching is we telling people it's very important. If that's how you achieve the best in your dentistry, then you take that same mentality, that same intention, hmm. and you apply it to everything you do. Right? Interesting. Um, yeah. And and that's and then eventually it changed you as a person because it's a process. Hmm. Um, people sometimes complain to me, you know, I don't have time. Uh, so-and-so call me and, you know, they have a problem. And then the kids school call me and they want me to come help. And and then I'm helping them and I do this and I do that and then I don't have time, right? Mm. And then I'm, I'm stressed and I'm overwhelmed. And going back to my example, but what is the intention? If the school is asking you to come and help, what's the intention? I know to come and help, mm. but what do you get out of it? Um, did you did you give them a time, right? Yeah, I can come and help you, but I'm only available Friday afternoon from two to three. <laughs> you, know, you know what I mean? Right. I can't be available at whatever time that, that that you want me to come. Okay. So again, because I set that intention, because I have my quote agenda, and that way I can say no to a lot of things mm. if they don't fit my schedule, and, and I don't feel guilty. You, you know, because I did say I can help. Right. Just that I don't have the time that you need me. Right. That versus just saying no, right? So um, when you're very clear in what's important to you, so I, I got kids, of course. Sure. Helping the school is important to me. Um, I'm clear with that. Now, whether or not I can make the time for it, mm-hmm. um, or it fits into my schedule, or maybe I say, you know what? It really doesn't fit my schedule. Can I um, help donate to the food booth at the musical? Okay. Right. So so I would still contribute. I would still be helpful, but it's just not in what they're asking me to do. And you can't do that unless you're very clear in what you're willing to do. Okay, uh, wait a minute. A so you're talking about clarity, which you obviously teach in your coaching uh, uh-huh. and you being a coach there. We'll get to all those five points. But since we're already touching on clarity here, um, um, it seems like you're very clear with your clarity aspect. That's why you are where you are. Uh, my question is, how does somebody uh, get to that clarity? What is the, what exercises, what what could he do to understand what exactly or what in, what exactly he really wants? How to, how to be clear enough in the intentions? Okay. Well, that, that's a great question. And, and there's a couple of, layers to it okay, okay. sure um, in order to get to clarity we ask questions right okay and so let's say you were working with a coach like me then obviously I'll, I'll ask you the questions because I know which question to ask and so we can get to that point fast right, right? but let's say you're not working with me and you're just trying to find out on your own then ask yourself some questions for example mm-hmm. clarity clarity is knowing who you are clarity is knowing your values. Clarity is knowing your goals. Clarity is knowing how to get to your goals. So I'll give you an example. Right. 
uh, let's say I'm talking to you. Right. And and I ask you, okay, doctor, um, mm -hmm. what's your goal? What's your goal in five years? And you said, oh, I want to have a million dollar practice. Sure. Right. And I said, okay, that that sounds like a great goal. Why do you want a million dollar practice? Right. And guess what? A lot of times people don't know. Yeah, it's a number, right? They're attracted to, right? No, no, no. They know the number, but they don't know why. Mm -hmm. Why do you want a million dollar practice? Why didn't you say five million? Why didn't you say ten million? Sure. Right. Mm -hmm. And so, and so, let's say I ask them that, and I say, "Well, I'm not really sure. I think it's because my friend yeah. has a million dollar practice. So I want a million dollar practice. Okay. Now, what does a million dollar practice do for you? Right, right, right. Right. And then you think about it, and you go, "Well, I think I'm going to get more money." And then I may ask, "Why well, do you need more money? more money? More, more money, right?" And then maybe you say, "Well, because more money, I, I can take care of expenses, etc., and I can take out, I can take some free time." Okay. Okay. So as I'm asking you those questions, what mm -hmm. actually come out is you want more free time. It right. wasn't the million dollar. You, mm -hmm. you just think that if the office does a million dollar. Then you're gonna have more free time, right? Does it? You see? Yeah. So, so when you're asking yourself the values that are important to you, and let's say you write them down, and then you're looking at them. So let's say you write down more free time, sure. right? And you're looking at them. The next thing is, how do I get more free time? Mm. Okay. Mm -hmm. What are what are the steps that I have to take to get to the free time? Mm -hmm. Right? Because if let's say you're an associate and you have big loans. And you work six days a week because I know people who do that, and I totally I understand it. When I, when I started out as an associate, I also worked six days. When I had my three offices, I worked six days, right? Mm -hmm. And at different points in your life, depending on what your goals are and what you need, you may have to work more than you want, right? That's mm. right. perfectly understandable. The way to change that is to figure out, okay, so, but how do I work the same amount but make more, mm. right? Mm -hmm. And then after that, how do I work less and make more? <laughs> right, 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 right. Those, those, those are more strategies, right? But the, 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 the clarity part is, but why do I want all that? And a lot of time what we find is um, maybe you're a parent and you just, you, just feel, you just feel you need more time with your kids. Right. Right? Like maybe you need an afternoon off so you can hang out with your kids. No, I would maybe, like to sleep. Yeah. So oh, you yeah. said you want to, okay. So so let's say for example, let's pick on you, right? And you say I want to have, I want to sleep more. My question is, well, why don't you sleep more? Right. I understand. Yeah. Yeah. And then, and um, then you may say, well, you know, in the evening, uh, I want to read books. And I'm, I'm making this up as a scenario, right? Yeah, yeah. But you say, sure. Well, because I, I like to read books, so I like to watch TV, and I stay up late. And then I would ask, and I would ask you, is it more important to get more sleep? Or is it more important to stay up late and watch TV or read those books? What what do those things bring to you? Got it. What kind of values? I got right? it. Right. So, so getting real clear in what you want and why you want it, it tends to drive everything else. And a lot of people, when they don't have that figure out, they just, oh, I'll do this and I'll do that. And I get involved in this. I got to go and learn this course, you know, uh, learn how to place the plan and it's going to be a 10 week continuum or three weeks or whatever it is. And I'm going to fly to Puerto Rico to place the implant and it's going to be $10,000, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Right. My question to that is 
what are you looking for? Are you looking for, uh, let's say, selling bigger cases? Okay, so let's say the answer is yes. Are you presenting treatment plan with all those big items? Are you closing those cases, hmm. right? Because unless you can do all that, there's no point in learning how to place the implant. Right. If you don't have right. the customers to buy your product, you know, right. it's, it's not and worth having that product to begin with. Got it. Right. And even if you know, even if you don't know how to place the implants, because I put this in my book, um, No Nonsense uh, Dentistry. Yeah, Dr. Dentistry. Dr. Marty. Yeah. And I put it in the book because if you don't even want to do it, there's specialists who will come and do it for you. Mm. So you don't. You don't even have to go and learn the 10 weeks, whatever, or yeah, continue. Yeah. And the perfect example of that is me. Okay. You know, I, I, I don't like surgery. I've, <laughs> taken several, I've taken several courses on implants, not, not on live patients. I placed two implants in my life, okay. which was two years ago. Uh-huh. Okay? Uh, just because this one company, you know, approached me and they, they wanted to use my office as maybe a training facility kind of thing. Right. But... To make a long story short, uh, our office, we've been placing implants since 1999, okay. right? Yeah. And somebody else is placing the implant. I'm yeah. restored, sure. right? And I can still present those big trim implants to my patients. I'm just not the one doing the work. Right, right. Somebody and, else is, yeah, I got it. Yeah. So, so yeah. <clears throat> I think you... So when, people, when people start going into those big, long projects that take up a lot of time, money investment kind of thing but they're not real clear why they want to do it um i think that's when we have a lot of the stress in our profession yeah i think um you remind me of a discussion which i heard between tim ferris and somebody else i forgot the name but uh the idea was ask why five times for okay. every question you should ask why five times so for going with the same example you want a million dollar practice why you want a million dollar practice Oh, because I can have some more money and I can have some more time. Oh, so it's money. So, you know, why do you want more money? Right. Why do you right. want? Right. So keep going with the why, why series for the same question and keep digging in to get to the bottom or the atomic part of uh, uh, the problem. And then you can probably get to. Yeah, that's interesting. So, so with clarity, continuing with that. So I want <clears throat> to mix the two, two aspects together uh, with the clarity Uh, so you have five uh, five main points uh, or tenets, I should say, in your coaching that you use pretty regularly. Clarity, energy, courage, productivity, and influence. We'll touch all of them together. But this is what I love to do here. Since you have two coaches, at least that's what we discussed right now, Jay Gar and obviously <clears throat> Dan Kennedy. Uh, and if, if it's okay, uh, could you share what did you learn in terms of clarity from these two coaches uh, over the period of years, uh, the time you spent with them? Okay. Well, actually, uh, let me clarify that. Okay. Um, neither one of them is my coach. Okay. Um, Jay Geyer is a consultant. Right. And, and so is Dan Kennedy. Right. And, and what I learned from them is more business systems. Sure. And marketing. Right, right, um, right. Whatever yeah. clarity. does It the, doesn't have to pertain to dentistry it could be right, 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 pertain right, right, to business right, right. right yes so the the coach that i learned the clarity from is brendan bouchard okay so, great so he's the coach he's okay. the he's the high, yeah he's the high performance coach 
and that's where I get certified as a high performance coach. Now, when we talk about clarity in in relation to Jay and to Dan, so or Brendan, you know, I'm okay with Brendan too. Or yeah. Brendan, yeah. So, so when you're talking about business, right? Let's yeah. very simple. Let's talk about marketing. Okay, people, I'm coaching a doctor, and they go, "Oh, I want to send out a postcard." Okay, to whom? I don't know. You know, just get to send it out to everybody. <laughs> no. Yeah. <laughs> so this is where very simple about clarity. Um, well, you can't really send it out to everybody. Usually, you're gonna go one mile radius around your office. Then you can go to particular income. You can go to particular demographics. Uh, married couple with kids, right? If you're gonna do Invisalign special. You're gonna send it to people income, let's say fifty thousand and above. Mm-hmm. Um, you probably gonna, are not gonna send it to, um, a, let's say, a section in your zip code where you know there's a lot of apartments. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So that, that's that's the clarity. Is what are you selling? You know, we're just gonna use the word selling very very loosely. Right. What are you offering, and who would want who would want that? Mm-hmm. Right? I, I tell you, I got this lesson in clarity very early, uh, many years ago. Um, the high school approached me because we across from the high school, and they said, "Doctor, they're trying. Why don't you advertise uh, on on you know on our field? So okay. we can have a, a banner for you, and you know we can uh, put your logo on our T-shirt kind of thing." So I got I went through all this right, and I was pretty proud of it. I, I showed up to a mastermind meeting, and one of them is an orthodontist, Doctor Brian Bird, and and he also worked with Dan Kennedy. Okay. And and later on, Jake Iyer, and I, I'm, I'm I'm describing this whole project, and he looked at me and he go, "You're too late," and because we were advertising on Ortho, because I have an Ortho, um, an Coming in-house in. Ortho, yeah. and I go, "What do you mean? What do you mean I'm too late?" And he said, "You need to advertise that to middle schooler." <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> and because he said one day in high school, maybe yeah. half of them already are in braces, right? right? And I'm sitting there going. <laughs> yeah, because their age. Yeah, but, yeah, 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 yeah. I understand. But I mean, it's not that I'm too late. It, he's an orthodontist, so he catches them in face yeah. one when it. they're you know eight, eight, ten years old. But my point is, when you when you clear, and this is the clarity that has nothing to do with your personal clarity. This is the clarity about business, which is a lot of that I learned from Jay and and from Dan is, you know, do you know who you want in your office? Um, marry people or you want seniors or you want a lot of kids because if you want family um i tell you right now sometimes i have a family of five right husband wife three kids and then i have a senior walk in and just in being in the waiting room together the senior is getting stressed (laughs) right okay the kids are making noises right Mm. so so when you clear which target demographics you're serving you can get down to the point where hey I want all the seniors in the morning, and all the little kids. They can be in the well, afternoon. That, <clears throat> that yeah. is all you can. You can. You're able to do it because of your experience. But somebody who's not experienced, uh, uh, I'm trying to twist this question a little bit here. Uh, okay. So you're trying to say uh, now, going back to clarity and going back to your coaches, all three of them, Dan, Jay, and uh, Brendan, and um, okay. uh, it doesn't matter whether you learned any clarity in terms of dentistry or business. I'm just talking in general. What clarity? What did you achieve by being in touch with uh, such consultants slash coaches? What clarity did you achieve, which helps you to become one, to become a consultant yourself? 
Am I asking you? Yes. The main main clarity is for personal growth. Okay. I would say that's the main clarity. Right. Because then I... Then I asked those questions that we kind of mentioned earlier. Well, why do I want to do this? Right. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, I would mm-hmm. ask those questions of myself. Mm. And like I said earlier, it would drive all of my actions. And when you have the coaching and, and the training and you go through that process, what happened is it doesn't have, it doesn't, it doesn't matter what is business. Is it your business system, how to deal with your staff or whether it's just a marketing project or Maybe you're making a life decision, like you're going to get married. Right, right, right. Whatever it is, right? Um, All of that, you go through that process and you Mm. ask yourself, is this in alignment with my value? Is this um, important enough to me so I would dedicate X hours, right? Like Mm. like the the, the implant continuum that we gave as an example. Right, right, right. Is Is this important enough for me to go and spend five weekends? So right. what do you mean and by what, it, yeah? What do you mean by personal growth here? It's like uh, you said you gained personal growth from all the coaches. What do you exactly yeah. mean by personal growth here, in this context? Personal growth. Personal growth is how you grow yourself. Okay. That's that's the basic. What was definition. your what was your uh, personal growth aims or tenets at that stage when you joined with uh, uh, all these coaches? What did you achieve? What personal growth that you achieved? Well, there's it, it, it's there's multiple parts to it. Okay. Um, the I actually worked with Jay and Dan mm-hmm. before I worked with Brendan. Right. Okay. Mm-hmm. So when 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 I started working with um, Jay and Dan, it's more okay. I want to scale my business. Right. Right. Mm-hmm. Now, when you're scaling your business, you have to make certain decisions. Okay. For example. Uh, I'm going to go back and I'm going to hire more doctors. Okay. And then, and then you say to yourself, uh, I don't know if I can afford the doctor. Right. Enough, yeah. I don't know. If I can afford, right. And so the personal growth part is you got to step up. You got to tell yourself, I need to build this confidence. I need to hire this doctor. If I want to scale my business, I need more people helping me. I can't be working harder. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, so I got to add more people. Then, I will have to force myself to be a better leader. I have to force myself to put in better business systems. I have to force myself to do better marketing, right? All of those things, it has to do with personal growth because you've never done it before, right? So how do you have the gut, quote unquote, to actually do these things? Right, right, right. right, right, So so as as I start implementing things and and growing things, um, it's... I have to change. Hmm. So I'm, I'm sure you've, um, you've heard of the expression, the one you stretch your mind and never go back, right? Hmm. So getting a new idea, making a, a brand new decision, it changes you. The next time you have to make another brand new decision, you're going to think, you know what? I made this kind of tough decision before. I could do it again. When, when I was first um, introduced to Jay and joined his program, he was talking about 5X your business, Right. And, and, and everybody's like, wow, 5 extra business, that's a very big deal. But when we went through some of the exercise, I already 5 x my business before mm. I met him, mm-hmm. right? I just mm. never sit down and do the math and actually say, hey, I 5 x it before. Now, granted that if you go from 3,000 to 1.5 million, 
it's going to be easier than going from 1.5 right yeah yeah certainly certainly right but the point though is you've done it before right that's the whole point Mm -hmm. and and you feeling comfortable knowing that you know i could get the help i could get the expert to to give me ideas i could hire more people to help me i could you know get out another business loan whatever whatever it takes sure but the 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 personal growth part is you making the execution right you making the decision you doing the the work and making the sacrifice does that Got make it. sense right, right 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 but <clears throat> but i i think this is uh in your genes like people who don't know your story about you you know being a refugee from vietnam you know and uh, you know coming on the boat all the way what uh and then uh you know getting into dental school and you know you were uh you were even working as uh, a newspaper lady girl uh, when you were younger what i'm trying to say is is that not the hard work the sacrifices i believe that was <clears throat> uh, that is part of your genes now or or your upbringing in a way is that correct uh, because i think that's how and that's the reason probably you are able to work as hard as you can and because you did it when you were younger when you were growing up am i right to understand in that direction well in in a way it is mm-hmm. uh, i i think we all grow through challenges okay right mm-hmm. um but if if and, and i don't think it's in the gene <laughs> Well, because what I what I'm I'm not really literally saying genes, but right, it's because okay. you've no, been no, through know, know, know. you've been through so much uh, at such an earlier age. Right. Uh, I, yeah. Yeah. Your your yes. energy because, for somebody who's then, uh, entitled would be entirely different. What I'm trying to come at. Right. Right. But there's a but in there. Uh huh. If you didn't even experience challenges, okay, and you decide to read some people's biography, right, right. and you decide to learn from it you can also do it you you, you see what i'm saying so so yes may, maybe you don't experience the exact same thing but you can learn from other people you can learn and and you say to yourself okay you know this person has gone from here to there and that person has gone from there to there and and i think you know if i adopt or i learn from them their mindset what kind of questions do they ask um because some people could be driven let's say let's say i was driven to the hebrew talk right mm. when you when you have to leave a communist country at 13 years old you didn't have a choice i mean i didn't have a choice by that by that is yeah go right yeah. and then when you when you're in a refugee camp you don't have a choice that you're you're on an island there's yep. not much to do right, right? When, when you first come to this country um and you don't speak the language you don't have a choice either you just have to learn learn um and and but then you know some people excel and some people don't that's where the choices start being you know how much do you want how much of your life do you want to change so this, right? you you touched a very important topic here some people excel and some people don't why right. did you why did you think you excelled uh to come here where you are what is your reason of what is your success no what is your secret of success i should say you know well I, I I think part of a big part of my success is my value system. Okay. And and I'm not saying for other people to compare to mine. 
Um, but, but, but for example, um, you know, for a lot of Asians, mm-hmm. family is very important, right? right? We always right. put the, the family first, and right. we're not even talking about the nuclear family. We're talking about the expanded. expanded. <laughs> <laughs> so, so when so when I first came to this country, I mean, it's it's like if I do this, my dad will be proud of me. You see okay. what I'm saying? Yeah. It wasn't. Yeah. It wasn't. I want to do this for here, and my aunt who I live with will be proud of me, and I want to make my dad proud of me, uh-huh. right? Um, and then you go on a little bit more and you go, you know, I, I want people to look at Asian people, right? right. Who uh, strive to be hard worker, et cetera. I want to make the Asian community proud of me, right? And then you go on a little bit more and I say, no, I want the Asian women to be proud of me. Okay. And, and so I think for me, one of the things that helped me is I have those values. Mm. So, so. It helps me be a little bit more ambitious, right? Um, because I think it's good to have ambition, right? Right, right, right. Um, healthy ambition, right? Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. And and so I have those values, and they always drive me, probably more than somebody else, right? Mm. So that that's that gave me a little edge. Mm. The second thing is I consider myself very lucky mm. that I've been exposed to great ideas and great people. Um, when I remember when I was very young, I read uh, also by chance, you know, like you're, you're, you're in the bookstore and I pulled out that book, um, Awaken the, the Giant Within. By yeah, Tony, Tony Robbins. Robbins right? yeah. Yeah. So I'm reading this book and, and then I went to the references. And then I read the references books. Like he, he referenced Think and Grow Rich. So I went and I read Think and Grow Rich. Yep. Right? And then um, I'm pretty sure maybe somewhere in there you probably referenced Rich Dad Poor Dad. Right. So then Robert I and I read Rich Dad Poor Dad, right? Well, with Sean Lecter and um, and Kiyosaki. And now one of my mentors is Sharon Lecter. Oh uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So I mean I so I've been very lucky because my chance I pick up this book and then it led me to this book and then I think we all should I, uh, we all should visit uh, Bonds and Noble every occasionally. Just because <laughs> maybe we're going to catch one good you book. You know what I'm saying, right? No, no, I do, I, I do. I'm just... I didn't, I didn't read that book. I don't know if I'm going to be exactly why I'm... Yeah, you know. <clears throat> but it's also, mm-hmm. when, you, when you read it and it tells you, okay, go do this, go do that, then you start taking those steps, right? right. And mm-hmm. then you start saying, because, but see, for example, if you read Thing and Grow Rich, um, it, it is full of stories, right? Mm-hmm. And I'm sure you know mm-hmm. the story of um, Thomas Edison. Mm-hmm. Try trying, I think, two thousand times, right, um, to yeah. get the electricity to work. And he said, "Well, I eliminated one thousand nine hundred ninety-nine ways not to, but it doesn't it. work." Yep. And then they describe, think about it, from wherever the powerhouse is, where they generate that, and it has to go, has to run through the cable, and then from you know the corner of the street, and then it has to run into your house, and it has to run to that socket, and then it light up your lamp, right, right, and. And so somebody may just turn on the light and say, yeah, you know, it's a light. But if you read Think and Grow Rich and you think, man, it took that man how many times and through that development for me to be able to flip the switch right. and have the light on. You have that appreciation for the curious mind. You have the appreciation for people who dedicate work, mm-hmm. right? And then you, hopefully at some point, it rubs on you and you become one of those people, Got right? You don't, you don't take things for credit. Um, you you appreciate people. 
You know that everything takes hard work. There's always luck. But success doesn't happen if you're just lucky. A lot of time, it happens because you already prepare, and then you get lucky. Right. The opportunity presents to you, and you go, "Hey, I'm ready." And right. I think that's one of the things that that is lacking in a lot of us is we're not we're not ready. We are we're not always our best self, and. So when we're not like that, the opportunity comes up, and we we'll, we won't take it. We won't step up because because we know we're not ready, right? right. Now when you when you have a coach or a mentor and they know that you're almost ready, they'll push you. Mm-hmm. They'll say, "Go mm-hmm. for it anyway," right? And then you went for it, and you realize actually you were ready. You just didn't think you were ready. Right. And 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 I think I've been very lucky in in that aspect because with the coaches and and the mentors, and and the books I read, and the consultants, and the conferences and seminars I go to, I've always had people around me who push me a little bit, right? right? And and it could be your friend, and talking yeah. about friends. Sure. I mean, everybody have a lot of friends, but sure. you need you need the kind of friend that tell you, you know what, you suck. <laughs> you need the kind of friend <laughs> yeah. that say, I think you're almost there. You just have to do this, right? The other day, one of the doctors, it was funny. Um, I think I put out a video, mm. and then he he sent me this whole big message. Mm. Oh, this is how you should do video, and et cetera, et cetera. And then he said, I hope you don't mind. I just want, I, I know you're great. I just want to help you get some ideas and make it better. And and it to me, that's totally great because somebody's looking at you and telling you how to do it better, mm. right? Mm-hmm. Well, it's up to me to do everything that he tells right. me to do, which is right. most likely something I would delegate, but... You have those kind of people looking at you, giving you constructive criticism, and if you want to push it a little bit, you push yourself. And then there are a lot of people when when people get an email like that or a message like that, they'll go, "What does he know about me, right? right. Who does he think he is? I think I already best put out the best stuff, whatever it is." And so your mindset is you're already the best. But if you hang out with the right friend, you know that there are a lot of people who are better than you, and and there are a lot of people who accomplish a lot more than you, and you know that where you are, do you want to get to that level? If you do, why do you want to get to that level? Or maybe you say, I'm already in a good place. I'm great. I, I want to fine tune. I want to make everything I do better for myself, better for my family, better for my team, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. maybe even better for the community, and that's make me happy. And right. that's perfectly fine. You don't have to go out and change the world, but I want everybody to have that ambition to look beyond wherever they are in their little circle and know that there are more that they could do and that there are more that they could give and that there are more people that they could influence. Got it. Thank you. No, that's a, that's a good uh, good segue to getting into your next tenet. Uh, I, uh, you call it energy. So how would, why, how would you say energy is is applicable to your coaching and um, about your thought process? Well, you know, I think that is one thing that is overlooked a lot. You mean physical energy? Of, Are you saying the physical energy? Both. Uh, phys- okay. Phys- physical and mental. Okay, mental too. Um, okay. And I think we overlook that a lot. Hmm. Um, I, What I tell people a lot of time is 
look back at dental school, which I know a lot of us do not want to look back at dental school. But for example, if I look back at my second year dental school, which is, I don't know, 1990 or whatever, <laughs> um, and, and, we, and we had what we call a killer year, right? Which is a year where you get all of these science classes, um, you know, your your anatomy and you know, Physiology, all of, yeah. pharmacology and all those yeah. classes. <laughs> and, and they start introducing to you your clinical stuff, right? right? This is how you do the prep and all that. And, and I remember specifically the last quarter, I think we had 13 finals in one week. Mm. And I remember we, we have our class representative, so we would talk to a certain instructor and try to separate the big class a little bit, right? So yeah, yeah, yeah. one is on Monday, and one's on Wednesday, one's on Friday. And then, and then you, you, know, you, you mix in the little classes. But the point is, for 13 finals, how are you going to study, right? Mm, mm. You, you basically can study 100% for all of them. Or, I mean, that wasn't the case for me. But, I, but that one week is the one week where there's a lot of energy, right? Mm, mm. I, I got to have that energy to live through that week, to take the 13 finals mm. and not, not drop dead, though, right? Right, right, right. It, it's when you're real clear, what is the goal? This is a challenge. We got to go through this week. Mm. And you take care of yourself, or maybe you don't take care of yourself, mm-hmm, right? Mm-hmm. Like, this is one week where I can only sleep three hours a night, right? Yep. Um, because I need the time to study, etc. So it's the one week where you're focused, where you know you need more energy. Maybe that's the one week where I eat a lot of snacks, right? And I'm not Who a cares? snack person, yep. but I'm going to eat a lot of snacks to to keep up my energy. I'm going to, you know, I I remember my friend giving me um, chocolate covered. Coffee bean—that's a terrible idea, because she said it's going to help you keep. It's going to help you stay awake. Right. It tastes terrible. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. So, so, but, but I mean, you—you're willing to try new things, and because you know that that week demands your attention and demands your energy. Yep. So let's say that's the one week. Now I'm, you know, in my 26 years practicing. Yeah. Do I actually push myself like that? Ever again. No. And and the thing is, should I or could I, right? Because if you say, hey, when I go to work and I'm there for eight hours and I get, I want to give it 100%, maybe I'm going to try to eat a snack to boost my energy. Mm. And I'm not talking about sugar. I'm, you know, it could be, you know, you're eating a couple of nuts, for example, right? Yeah, but yeah. what I'm saying is you are conscious of your energy that you want to stay fresh for your five o'clock patient, just like you were for your nine o'clock patient, right? right? And 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 you don't feel drained, and you pay attention to everything. If you can keep up that energy, which is the physical energy, and the mental energy is your clear and your focus, and you know you can close a case. Mm-hmm. Let, let's say a ten thousand dollar case. At five o'clock, because the patient happened to walk in and yep, ready yep, to yep. start treatment, mm-hmm. the same way as you were at nine o'clock. Right. So that's the mental energy, and what what we do is we go, oh, you know what? It's already five o'clock. I, you know, I feel like going home. Right. Yeah. Everybody looking at the clock. What's a five o'clock patient? Oh, you know, let's just try to wrap that up and and go home. But for me, you know, when the patient come in at five o'clock. They expect you to be just like at nine o'clock, right, right? Right, right. Even though they're the last person. Imagine if you go into a restaurant and you come in 
at, you know, at, at 9 p.m. and let's say the, the restaurant closed at 11 and people don't want to treat you right. as if you come in at the prime time 7 or 8, yeah. right? Yeah, I understand. Yeah. So, right. So, so I want people to keep up the energy throughout the day because you value what you do. So that's right? physical and mental energy. But, okay, I think the next question is very obvious one. How do we do that? How do we maintain it? Everybody gets tired. Everybody's got kids. Everybody's got one or two annoying patients who would, you know, uh, you know, uh, who would just make you mad for whatever reasons. But how do you maintain that level of energy? I can't keep eating fast foods and, and monsters and, you know, every day. I don't do it, by the way. But I'm just saying, what are your ways and what could people do to keep or maintain that energy the, throughout the day? Right. And and when I'm talking about maintaining energy, I'm not talking about drinking monster. Yeah, certainly not. Yeah. Certainly yeah. Not. yeah. We, we're talking about, so let's just say, for example, um, so I book my patients, two or three patients every hour, mm-hmm. right? Um, so between patients, I could take a break. Mm-hmm. What, do, what, do I, what do I mean by that? While they're sitting, the patient, I could go to my room mm-hmm. and just close the door. And just close my eyes. Okay. Okay. Uh, why is that? Well, we're working on patients. we staring in the loops all the time, right? right? With the light. Well, let your eyes rest, right? Mm-hmm. It could be it could be two, three minutes. It's the same thing when you prep six veneers and instead of scanning right away, you walk away. Come back. And you come back and you look at the six veneers and you're going to see more. Right, right, right. right. same idea. Right? Okay, so, so close close my eyes is number one. What else? Yeah, I could I could do that. Mm-hmm. I I could go drink some water. Right, same mm-hmm. thing. It, it, it's gonna take a couple of minutes. I I could go to the lunchroom, drink water. Right. Um, again, it it give yourself a physical break. Right. Mm-hmm. It, that's that's what's important. Is you break what what it, in um in NLP we call that breaking the state. Right. Okay, right Your right. state is. Your state is like this. Mm-hmm. Right? You're focusing. Break the state. Just, yeah, Tony Robbins also, also yeah. said that same thing. Yeah. 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 So let's say you go drink some water, right? Um, you can you can do some stretch exercise. Right? Okay. We, in my seminars, I show people how to do a Qigong exercise, which is basically you're tapping your body real hard, right? Right, like right, that, right. Yeah. And you get the blood flow through your body because right. a lot of times we sit in one position. Yeah. Right? and or we bend or whatever whatever people do mm-hmm. um, and, and, and you're stiff so you walk around you tap on your body you get your blood flow moving all of that will help you recharge your energy mm-hmm. that sense? so so let's say you work for four hours and then you eat lunch that's when you're gonna recharge you know that's when you recharge even more because now you're putting nutrition into your body sure right and I tell people sometimes they say oh I gotta go get a coffee and then they walk to Starbucks, and it's really the walk to the Starbucks. That's what woke you up. <laughs> you know, by the time you get to Starbucks, you <laughs> you're you, more awake, you right? Got it. <laughs> <laughs> right? Yeah. And 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 I don't and I don't mean you know you can't eat some candy and drink a coke. That's not what I'm saying. What I'm saying is, besides you know, even if you don't do those, mm. you can still keep up your energy by breaking you know taking these little breaks. Mm. And you know, and it's for yourself. I'm not even talking about your staff, right? This right. is I'm going to see 20, 25 patients, 
And, and I've been doing that for more than 26 years. Mm-hmm. And, um, and I don't get tired, you know, mm-hmm. and that's and scary. Ask, uh, I'm scared of you now. People, <laughs> no, 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 but you know, people ask me, uh, why, why do you still like dentistry? Some of my friends, my classmates, why do you still like dentistry? It's like 26 years later. Yeah. I said, well, number one is I don't do what I don't like. I mentioned earlier, I don't really like surgery. I don't do surgery. Mm. So I'm not going to go and look at it and go, oh, this is so stressful, right? Mm. I, I, I don't care for it per se. Um, for me, I would rather deal with a crying kid than surgery. So I know. I mean, some people are this way. Yes, but for me, it's all the way around. Yeah, yeah. But mm. it could be because I'm a mom. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, then it's like, oh, this is just like my kid over here. You know, just get, <laughs> get him in and out. So, um, so that's I, energy. Well, I mean, you pick, right? You pick your bo- your your battle, right? You you pick what is challenging enough for you, but it's not going to drain you out. Right. If it's not something <clears throat> you don't like to do. You ask yourself, do I want to learn how to do this? I mean, mm. if I don't like to do it already, do I want to learn Why do we even try it? Right. Yeah. You know, I met or- um, I met this orthodontist recently. Uh, he's a general dentist, actually, uh, from NYU. And uh, uh, he does ortho, uh, you right. know, uh, braces and all, because he, he got trained in that. And uh, so I went to him and I was like, okay, you know what? Uh, I am doing, and we ended up talking. I was like, do you do implants? I said, yeah, I do implants. So I said, oh, man. I've done this Dr. Arun Garg's course. I went there. I uh-huh. went this, just like you, as you said. And I don't do it. I said, why do it? Why do it in the first place? But anyways, uh, what else can we add toward two energy? So close your eyes, drink some water, you know, stretch exercise, you know, just just uh, get up from, from your chair, you know, do basic exercises. What else could uh, could they do to keep up with the energy? Anything yeah. to eat, uh, uh-huh. anything uh, like, a, like, I don't know, energy bar or whatever. Energy bar, but I don't eat any of that. I mean, if, if you think that would help you, then you can do that. I I don't I don't eat a lot of snacks. Uh, this is gonna be funny. That's okay. But, okay, you need to laugh more. <laughs> okay, that's done. Um, I I ask people all the time when I when I do my seminar, how many cranky dentists do you know? You know, there's a lot of cranky dentists out there, right? Yeah, and and. If you're cranky, the ne- the energy is negative, you know. Okay. You want to bring you want to bring that positive energy. Yeah. You want to make people laugh. You want to get people to relax because if you think about it, if you bring in a patient, the patient is sitting there, and if I can make that patient laugh and that patient feel more relaxed, it's gonna get my job much easier, right? Mm. I mean, that is that it, it's gonna translate to. Oh, this appointment is not going to be that bad. So, so get people to laugh. Get yourself to laugh. Be able to laugh at yourself. Laugh at your staff. I mean, it, it's not about being mean. It's they know that you're being funny, right? Mm-hmm. And because I can laugh at myself, mm-hmm. then I can laugh at you. Right, Does right, that make right. sense? I'm sure, not sure, actually sure. laughing at other people. So, for example, in my office, we have these funny signs, right? Mm-hmm. Um, that is in the office when people come in. Before they even see me, they're going to see some of the funny signs. So, for example, mm-hmm. one of them is a, um, is a sign that say, in God we trust, all other pay cash. <laughs> right? So, 
you know, everybody's like in Dr. Trust, right? So don't so say just like you, like, people right. come to the front and they, and they laugh at it, right? <laughs> and, then, and then we have a little prop thing. It's a mousetrap. Okay. You know, the, the old mousetrap with a little red button? Yeah, yeah, right? yeah. And it say, for complaint, push here, uh -huh. right? So, so then people look at it and they laugh again. And some of them even try to push. Of course, it's not a real mousetrap. So, so what happened is when they come in, they already expect, you know what, this dentist is probably funny or weird or yeah, something, right? Yeah, this, is, yeah. this is not going to be the typical dentist. And on the other hand, I have people who sit there in the waiting room and look around and say, you know, some of your signs are offensive. And so what do you think that is? It's a red flag for us. Well, this is may not be the patient we want. Exactly. Right? Because, right. because we're going to mess around. Mm. We're going to joke around. And if that's not you, maybe we shouldn't even get started. Yeah. Right? Yeah, right. right? Yeah. So, so, but having humor and, and humor. creating it mm -hmm. is a skill. Got right? Got um, and if you can do that, you change the energy. Mm. Think about you going to a seminar. Right? Everybody's sitting, listening to the speaker. The energy is like this, flat. Yeah, flat. The, the speaker could make a joke that get everybody laugh. It changed the energy, <laughs> certainly, right? Certainly. And when you change, you change the energy. You change the attitude. You know, you you can actually feel more recharged because you laugh. Mm. So so laugh more. You know, have have a sense of humor. That's why I get along so so well with Steve because we both have a really weird sense of sarcasm, yeah, right? Yeah. And and we know what we're supposed to do. Mm -hmm. But we're gonna make fun of it, mm. right, right? Right, right. We all know. So, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So we make fun of it, and then we get to laugh more. We get to enjoy our life more. Um, when we earlier, you talked about sleep, mm. right? People who are tired, and then they, and then you talk to them and say, "Well, yeah, I didn't get enough sleep last night." And then, and then you ask them why, and then you find out that that's exact. They do that all the time. Then the question becomes, "Well, why do you do that to yourself?" Right. Mm -hmm. Because if sleeping, you, you need to sleep at least seven to eight hours. Okay. Um, that's, you can look up where, all kinds of studies. Yeah, yeah. That's about the, the, the number of hours you need to sleep, right? Mm -hmm. um, I don't care if you want to wake up earlier, then maybe you should go to sleep more. I, I mean, for me personally, I know I can function on four to five hours. How do I know? Because that's what I did in dental school. Mm. That's what sometimes, that's what I get when I'm traveling, right? Yep. You yep. travel, and then there's a time difference, and you technically lose you know, three hours of sleep right. because it's already eight o'clock their time, right? Yep, and, yep, and yep. The, the seminar started eight, that kind of a thing. But but do I do that all the time to myself? No. And then I'm going to try to get the first chance so I can catch up. Right. Maybe I'm going to sneak to my room and get an hour nap or whatever. Oh yeah. So no. Uh, by morning, the way, I was um, just for the records. Um, uh, I get enough sleep. I was just joking, you know, uh, just for the context. <laughs> Uh, I get yeah. enough sleep. No, 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 um, but, yeah, but like I said, right. I think um, sleep for you may not be seven or eight hours. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know Got I mean? it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And, yeah. So, so that and and you take care of yourself. And by that, what I mean is, some of us maybe should take supplements. You know. <laughs> yes. Yes. Uh, just because the way you are, the way you're built. Um, I I I know you uh, you interviewed Dr. Bill Williams. Um, and he probably touch on ASEA yeah, as a supplement, he did. Yes, right? He did. He did. Some of us, that's going to help, right? Mm. Because 
when you, it, it, it just like anything, when you're diagnosing a patient mm. and you said, uh, your tooth is broken, mm. I, I need to put a crown on it to restore it. Mm. So if you're talking about supplement, well, your energy is low or you keep having this chronic condition, right? You, you have a lot of aching and pain. Well, what are you going to do for it? Well, take the supplement, God. right? The other way is take a pill, you know, Tylenol yeah. or whatever. Yeah. But taking care of your body and your health, same way as you're reading a book, mm-hmm. an interesting book and mm-hmm. learning new ideas, that's feeding your brain, right? And when you do that, you're going to keep on recharging your energy. Right. You don't You don't let it diminish. A lot of times when people say, well, I feel bored now, and, and I have a conversation with them, sometimes it's because they're bored. <laughs> and they keep doing the same thing. You yeah. Know, and, and yeah, I think that, that, would, uh, that would also go back to your first thing called clarity. If you have a clarity, uh, why are you even opening up a dental office to begin with? Why are you working six days a week? Like, uh, Dr. Emily can work six days a week because she wants to and she enjoys it. So that's her clarity. Uh, and right. she, doesn't, she doesn't lose that energy because it's not draining for her. She, do, she loses her energy in doing surgery. So it's okay. I'm not doing it. That's it. I'm done. So uh, I think you touched a little bit about uh, Dr. Mori. Uh, I think it's very, very important that I touched, uh, you talk about your book here, No Nonsense Dentistry, especially with Dr. Mori. It was a good interview which I had with Dr. Mori. Um, more on the funny side, obviously. Uh, but how did you how did you reach out to Dr. Marty? Oh, we well, we learn of each other on Facebook, right? In the different in the different groups, yeah. And we actually, um, I have actually invited him to come and speak at my event. Oh, and that was yeah, it was in Dallas last August. Hmm. Uh, so he came, and. Uh, I'm sure he's going to listen to this, but he was pretty nervous. So, <laughs> so, and I, and I mean, I mean, you can't tell because the, the man writes like nothing. And I said, uh, you know, let me let me interview you, right? Because because okay. he hasn't spoken before, I don't think. Yeah, so okay. we got we got on stage and I interviewed him, and it was so funny. I remember uh, when I put on the one of the Facebook group, I said, "Oh, you should come to Action to Win Dallas, August." Uh, I, I don't remember the exact date, but it was in, in Dallas. And so you can come and hear Marty speak. And then somebody made a comment, Marty speaks? You know? <laughs> like, I thought yeah. Marty only writes. And, and then he said something like, yes, I speak all the time, you know, to, to my dogs or something like that. So, so I, I brought in and we were talking about why do you want to work hard, mm. you know? Um, because, you know, he's, he's a hardworking man and, yeah. and me too, right? So we, we are both about just give it 100%. I don't care if it's volume or quality or whatever it is. I want to come in, give myself, you know, give my work 100%. Mm. And I know that I'm going to make a profit, right? Okay. And, and he's kind of the same. So we don't, we don't talk about, you know, be a full fee for service or mm-hmm. HMO and what, whatever, right? Yeah. As far as I'm concerned, I mean, I think until recently, a lot of people don't know that I have a mixed practice just like Steve, right? Mm. I have HFO, I have PPO, I have Dedicate, I have fever service, I have catheter, I have all kind of stuff. Mm. All I know is I go to the same conference as you, right? Mm. You pay $2,000 to go to that conference, I have the $2,000 to go to the same conference, right? Mm. Like, mm-hmm. people don't know what I have and what I work on, 
but they know that I do enjoy life the exact same way as other friends. Sure. So, so he came and we connected. And so I thought about writing this book and I said, Marty would be perfect, right? Mm-hmm. Because, because I'm one of those people that I write short, direct to the point. Mm. Uh, you like it, you don't like it, it, it's okay. But I'm a little nicer than Marty, right? So, <laughs> and, then, and then I told Marty, okay, let's, you write a book. And so we got these two parallels, sort of. Yeah. Uh, so let's say we talk about staff, and then this is my view, and then this is his view. And, and some of it is, you know, I'm sure very controversial. And so I go, well, so now I kind of have a book, but it's duplicate. You know right. what I mean? Uh. It's staff Emily and staff Marty. Right. And then I wasn't sure how to create the book. Uh-huh. So I reached out to my mentor, Sharon Lecter, and I said, uh, Mom, <laughs> I'm, <laughs> I'm writing this book. It's 10 chapter and it's in the yeah. same yeah. topic, right? And, and then she told me, why don't you check out my book, the one that I wrote with Donald Trump, uh, how we formatted the book, which is, um, you know, one person writing is regular and the other person is in a, a shaded area, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. So you can see the two viewpoints mm-hmm. very clearly. Okay. And that's how we ended up with our book. Got it. And, and it's great because we both talk about, um, I want to say facts, but I want to say more like reality facts, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Which is your staff, do they suck? Absolutely. <laughs> right? I mean, I, 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 and are they diva? Yes, I mean, <laughs> you know, but do that? Do I take care of them? Yes, right. Yeah. Um, do I want to be buddy buddy with them? No. No. <laughs> Got it. You know, so I mean, some of these things where nobody really say anything, mm. right? Mm. But but it actually happened. Um, I know there are doctors out there talking about their staff working with them for 25, 30 years. That's wonderful. Mm. I'm in South, I'm in Southern California. People change their cell phone number every six months. People move all the time. Mm. People job hopping, you know. Then it, it depends on the demographics. It doesn't I don't think we should say, Oh, he keeps his staff for so long, he's better than me. Right. right? Because okay. sometimes that's that's the mentality, mm. the comparison. And if you are already giving yourself hundred percent, like I'm gonna give it hundred percent effort, I'm gonna work with my staff, I'm gonna train them, I'm gonna take them out of lunch, I'm taking them on trips or whatever. I'm already doing the best thing I could. Mm. If they want to jump ship, it's on them. Got it. Right? Rather than I'm mistreating them and I'm me too. So when you are true to yourself, going back to clarity, mm. I'm true to myself. I'm already giving it 100%. Mm. It's not good enough for my staff. She leave. Fine. Same thing with the patient. I already tried my best. I already done that denture five times, you know, adjustments. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And, and she still hate me. That's on her. But mm. I already tried my best. So so that's why I reach out to Marty is because because we actually think very similar. He just have he just write it and he twists it a little bit. Yeah. Uh, with a sense of sarcasm. Mm-hmm. But we have the same message. Got and it. the message is the message is good enough is good enough. Mm. You know? You give it your best. And it doesn't work out, it's okay. Next. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And also, I think yeah. um, I think um, uh, we, being dentists, uh, are you know, uh, we want to get everything. Uh, that's how we are trained to get everything perfect. Uh, and mm-hmm. 
we should have a perfect or a good national board scores or sat scores or whatever and then what happens is <clears throat> we have learned that way you know but if i if one of my hygienists she keeps screaming about like i do take medicaid just like dentical you take um mm-hmm. in this office and she keeps screaming in a way that she says i have been trying to teach educate these patients just like you uh to come and do the skilling root planning and uh, come and do every six months and you know get your work done and and they're still not coming back and i keep telling her one thing did you do your job yes are you guilt free from inside from your heart that you worked hard towards it that you said that you did the right thing explaining to the patient she says yes i said that's it that's all as you can do sometimes you can only teach them so much but if you if they feel that you've done a good service if they feel that you have a good attitude and a good learning uh, you have a good uh, thought process of teaching them good they will come back and whenever they come back they're not going to go anywhere they're going to come back here only this would lead really well into um another pillar which is influence mm. because yes you could do everything you could mm-hmm. but then how do you influence the other person okay. right mm-hmm. which is the same thing as how do you close a case yeah right? yeah yeah right? yeah you told them all the facts you got mm-hmm. five book of tea mm-hmm. and your x-rays are blah 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 right mm-hmm. um you only do your best but how do you close them that's influence and a lot of time when we're talking about influence we're talking about touching them in the heart mm-hmm. we're talking about putting ourselves in their shoe. Okay. So one of the one of the um uh principle of influence is you know first you need to show them that you care, right? Mm. And you and a lot of time the way you do that you share a story. Mm. Um you share a story of somebody who is similar to them mm-hmm. or maybe you share a story or you get them to share a story mm-hmm. about them. and then you can connect with them so you need to meet people where they are mm. right and then you need to raise their ambition you need to paint the picture that it will be better if you do that right and then and then you get them to be emotionally connected okay so for example let's say this is a dedicated patient right and she want them to come back for deep cleaning or pay for a crown that that dedicate doesn't pay. So so you meet them where they are. I I know you're taking care of your family. I know you have three kids. Usually that's why right right for those right right right. You know, right. I have a big family and, and and you work a lot of jobs and you know it's hard and etc etc so so you meet them where they are. Then you then you paint this picture like you 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 get them to be a little bit more ambitious. But you know if you have this new crown if you have this new smile um You know you're going to feel better when you have those family get together mm. and you can do whatever food that you like right you you will be able to enjoy that food more you're going to have much more of a good time you're going to go and apply for the next job uh, you're going to feel more confident because now you know that your smile looks better right mm. we mm. we we fix that crooked tooth or whatever it is right, right? so it's going to it's going to help build your confidence is is you're going to feel better about yourself better self image when you take those pictures Um, it's going to be more fun when you take those pictures. You're actually going to smile. Right. Um, 
your kids and your grandkids are gonna ask you about your new smile and they like you, etc. You know, so 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 you get them to be a little bit more ambitious there, mm. and then you get them emotionally connected, right? Okay. So so if you can have all that, wouldn't you feel better about yourself? Mm. If I can help you do this by making payments where, where it's not going to strain your budget, mm. would you want to do that? You know, so so you get them to to first they when you meet them where they are, mm-hmm. they go, oh, the this doctor kind of understand me. She this doctor listened to me, right? right? And and then when you tell them, okay, this could be better here. Now you raise the ambition. They they can see the possibility because some people can't, right? Mm-hmm. Some people live with that crooked smile for a long time, and they think they stuck with it, and mm-hmm. then they think it's really expensive to fix it, which it probably is. But if it's real expensive, then maybe you tell them, "I'm just gonna fix the three in the front, or the four in the front, mm-hmm. and then later on we can fix the rest, mm-hmm. right?" Because some some of us we learn the the full mouth rehab kind of thing, and then. We want to do everything. And the patient, number one, the patient may not want to do everything. Number two, the patient may not be ready to invest. And and so you let the patient walk away without actually just touching them and doing just a segment of the work, but it's going to be good for them, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And and so when you do it like that, and then you say, okay, so this is the... And then your staff come in and they work up whatever payment plan. And yep. let's say the payment plan is $150 a month. Mm-hmm. And let's say they can't afford it. Just for example. Right, right, right. right. It's it, okay. You say, okay, well, at least now you have an idea, right? So this mm. is the payment plan and maybe it doesn't work for you. But now you have an idea. Mm-hmm. So th- that's really our goal is we want to let you know the possibilities, what can be done. So let's say they go home and... Somebody offer them a new job Mm. or maybe there's a new project that they can do part-time. And let's say they're going to make an extra $150 a month. Right, right, right. Where do you think they're going (laughs) to (laughs) spend? The emotional connection is important. Because you already already planted the seed of $150, right? Mm. So when that first opportunity come up, that they have the extra $150, it's going to pass by them, by their mind, maybe I should fix those teeth. Mm. Maybe I should do that project, right? So when you're trying to, so going back to your hygienist, you could be preaching, she could be preaching to them, you know, mm-hmm. the, 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 the bone loss and et cetera and et cetera. It might be better to touch on them about the sensitivity mm. in the teeth. So when you're eating, food with your family it's kind of you know you have to watch out mm. right um you're eating ice cream and it's bothering you and you really like to eat ice cream right right and, right, right. and so this is going to help with eating ice cream um it, it you know when you smile you know, your teeth don't look long and you know all of those so she gotta touch the patient on those points mm. because that's how she's going to connect with them because mm. if she doesn't it's about, it, it's like a brochure. It's like, I give you a brochure, you go home and read it. And you understand the five bullet points, but you're not doing anything. Right, 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 right. right, right. Yeah. So, so, so you, you got to teach them what are they going to gain after they do the deep cleaning. Not, they don't care about the bone loss. They care about a good smile. They care about 
sensitivity. They care about eating good, uh, you know, and uh, not losing their teeth. That is what they care about. So if you are able to connect emotionally with them and tell them what they will achieve, the result of doing mm-hmm. that particular procedure, rather than telling the features of the product, which is, oh, I'm going to, you know, clean it out. You'll have less bone loss. You'll not have periodontal bone loss. They don't care about it. So I understand. Right. <clears throat> Right, so that is influence. Always, yeah, it's always watching it for me, and and me being your customer, your patient, your client. Right, you have to talk in the term of what would do for them, hmm. because anything you want to educate the patient, especially in this nowadays, they can just Google the darn thing. Yeah, that's true. They, 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 yeah, you you don't have to tell them. Right. So, <laughs> a lot of so. times they already Google it, right? Yeah, they've already and done then, it. Yeah, and then they already come up with all these objections. Mm-hmm. So your job is to meet them where the objections is and just kind of debunk all the myths that they mm-hmm. think, you know, it's going to cost too much and, and et cetera, et cetera. And you simplify it and you make it look to them that it's very doable. I, I love Dr. Howard Foran. You do? Um, yes. And he, um, he wrote a book. I think he wrote a couple of books already, but one of the books is called Uncomplicate Business, right? right? Mm-hmm. And, and it's, it's about people, money, and time, right? And he said, um, patient in your chair, and they only want answers to a couple of questions. Okay? You want to know what it is? Mm-hmm. Yeah? Is sure. it going to hurt? Right? Is it going to hurt? Yeah. Is it going to take a long time? <laughs> and is it going to cost me a lot of money? Mm-hmm. Those, are, those are their concerns. So when you talk to them, you answer those questions before they ask you. You know, this, I know we're going to do a Rukana. I don't like Rukana either, by the way. <laughs> Let's say you say... <laughs> you, say, oh, you uh, know what? Yeah, I, should you actually, know? I should actually work in your practice. I can do all that. <laughs> I can yes, do everything. Right. I know. I know. So, so we say... Um, you know, so we're going to do a rukana, and the, and the patient go, oh, no, oh. I heard the terrible, right? And you say, no, 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 no. You know, the procedure, we it, it's not going to take too long. It's probably going to be about an hour or whatever, however long yeah. you do. Right? It's going to take about an hour. And, yes, you may feel, you, you're going to feel the pinch when I give you the shot. But after that, you're going to be okay. It's just like mm-hmm. a, a longer a longer filling, posi- uh, filling appointment, mm-hmm. right? And then we're going to break the payments into payments for you, payment, you know, monthly payments for you. Mm. So let's go ahead and start today. You, so you just answer all those questions to them, mm-hmm. right? So what boils down is, are they willing to let you give them a shot, right? And then how much can they pay? Right. That's that's what it is. Because you don't, you don't need elaborate system. You don't want to, like, put a bunch of pictures out and, mm. and scare them and and a lot of times they already hear all those things, how terrible look at ours. So you, you don't want those, answer those three questions. Whenever I have a real complicated patient mm-hmm. in the chair, I don't know, a, a, an attorney, an engineer, you know, those kind of people. You mean hygienist? <laughs> so, <laughs> and I, I go for those. You know what? It's not going to take too long. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Got and, it. and this is going to be the fee, you know, the equivalent of whatever the fee is. You know, yeah. like, when people say um, it's gonna, you know, it's, a, it's like your Starbucks, you know, mm. your Starbucks fee, right? Mm. Which is the monthly payment could be 30, 
thirty dollars, no, not thirty dollars. It'll be like a hundred dollars because mm-hmm. you th- you drink a Starbucks is four dollars, mm-hmm. and you drink it twenty two days. That's going to be about a hundred dollars, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. So your monthly payment is like Starbucks money, mm-hmm. right? So yeah. if you can work down to that kind of payment, and if they still don't want to do it now, then it's it's their choice. But but that at that point, for me, it would be I already try my best. I already get them. To understand that it's not going to hurt, that it's not going to take too long, and the payment plan is very affordable. Here's the thing, though: they may just leave, but the next chance that they could do it, you're top of mind because you already assure them that it's not going to take too long, it's not going to hurt, and you're going to work with them on the payment. So, how do you? Right? How, uh, what kind of uh, payment plan do you have, uh, especially for uh, I don't know, uh, dental or Medicaid equivalent? uh patients in your office to to offer them services like yeah there 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 are several um uh, company i i do not carry the payment okay uh, the only time i do that is if it's a patient who's been around for a long time okay and and, and when i'm breaking down those payments it's more it's more like 1500 and you pay 500 a month which is not a payment plan right mm-hmm. um because those are higher you know higher yeah, payment yeah, yeah, but yeah. I'm, i'm talking about the patient that maybe you break down the payment uh, like i know there's a patient that we have and and we finance seven thousand, and he's paying 150 a month mm. right um and i think we went i think we went with united medical united medical credit okay um and uh there's a couple there's a i work with three or four companies okay. um and actually that that story is interesting too we The patient financed the seven thousand, and right after that, he got injured at work. Mm. So, like his back hurt or something. So he didn't come in for for the implant appointment, which is that was part of the seven thousand. And um, and then the company called me and they said, hey, he needs to make his first payment. Mm. And and then we call his wife, and and they patient for a long time. And his wife said something like. I can't make he can't make the payment or something mm. like that. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So so I made the payment for him. Mm. I made I made that first hundred and fifty dollars payment, and we told the family, well later on you can always pay us back, but because this happened to you, uh, we're gonna make the first payment for mm. you. And you know what? He's still on disability. Mm-hmm. He still has not come in, but he's been diligently making that payment. Wow. Okay. Yeah. And I think it's because I made the payment for him, right? Mm. One, one payment, one payment of $150. Interesting. Go, go, going back to influence, mm. right? You create the relationship already. Um, you, you, you show the patient that you care. So what do they do? They reciprocate, mm. right? Mm-hmm. I made that first payment for him, and now he's he's making all the other payments. And mm. he still hasn't come in for the implant. <laughs> 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 he'll, um, he'll come back. But, but, yeah. 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 So but but I know he will come in because the rest of his family does do. But my my point here is when you do things like that, mm-hmm. you're going to be you're going to become so influential mm-hmm. to the people around you without you knowing or without you intentionally doing it. You know? Okay. Um and and that's where it it becomes very very important that that you come from a a place of integrity right um i do that because of my care mm. uh, i didn't do it because 
you know, I'm going to try to save the $7,000 kind of thing, right? Because because a patient, I know the family. And, and, we, and we told the financing company that. We said, hey, we know this family for a long time. This first payment, Dr. Lechon's going to pay for the patient, okay. right? Mm. So, um, so, but you being in alignment with, with what you preach, which is, you know, to take care of your patients and to help your patients and, and you know, to, to treat them with respect, um, we, we don't want to tell the family, hey, I'm going to help you pay for this for as long as I can <clears throat> kind of thing. You know, because they don't want to hear that, mm. right? Mm. They're they in a difficult position. You help them out. They feel grateful, and then they're gonna do it themselves. Mm. And um, you know, so so I think when you operate like that, you're gonna have more people drawn to mm. you. They like you, and then they tell people, other people about you. Right. Um, and and that's how you build the practice. I have patients who've been with me for 23 years. Mm. Yeah. Got it. Now, uh, what are the other, you said there were three companies that you kind of third party companies that you work with uh, payment planning, like United Medical Credit, right? Uh, what would you, can you recall the other two? Um, dental Finance is another one. Um, um, so yeah, is, it, I, is, is it not the Care Credit or something or more than the third one? Uh, no, no, I, I work with Care Credit also. Yeah, okay, um, that's four to them. But, but I think Care Credit is sometimes is hard. Yeah, I know. Um, because people need to have a certain FICO score. Mm-hmm. And uh, and sometimes, you know, your patients who are Medicaid, they may not qualify for care. So who, you according know? to your experience, would work the best for Dentical, uh, like United Medical Credit or Dental Finance? You know, I have people getting um, getting accepted because I, I don't know what kind of FICO sure. score they sure, sure. they uh, they're looking for because they look at different different things. Um, I would say we have our patients sort of half and half, okay. right? And, mm-hmm. and sometimes it's kind of surprising, like okay, they didn't qualify for this, but they qualified for this, yeah, yeah, right? Yeah. So Got I don't it. think they're looking at the exact same thing. Mm. Right? We we do know that they didn't qualify for credit. Um, so so it, it's it's um, mm-hmm. for me. I'm all about choices. Okay. Um, mm-hmm. I don't care if you have Medicaid or if you're working for JPL. I mean, that's kind of, you mm-hmm. know, I have patients like that, right? Mm-hmm. I'm going to still give you the three the three choices. You're missing a tooth. You can do an implant, a bridge, a partial, a flipper. Mm-hmm. Just okay. pick, pick one, right? <clears throat> and then because sometimes the person who gets the flipper is going to come back and do the implant. Yep. And then... Sometimes the person who couldn't afford the implant would choose to do nothing. <laughs> I got it. <clears throat> you, yeah. So, so, so I'm, all, I'm all about choices. Got it. Uh, so let's move to the, uh, I think productivity is more interesting to me. Um, and you said you are pretty uh, firm with time management. Uh, I think time management would be a part of productivity in this, in this regard. But yeah. w- what are your time management uh, tricks? Um, in the office or in the personal life, whatever you can come up with, or you know, you use it regularly. Right. So I think when it comes to time management, the very first thing is clarity. Meaning, is this thing important for me to do? Mm. Do I have to do it? Uh, so let's just let's just stick with business for a moment, right? Um, 
we were talking earlier that say I don't like rukana. Mm. I can do the rukana. I'm kind of slow at it, mm-hmm. and I don't like it. Mm-hmm. Right? It would be better if I hire you, and then you do it faster. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna get the collection, mm-hmm. and I pay you a percentage or whatever. Right? Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. now let's think about it. If I sit down and let's just say the rukana is six hundred dollars. If I sit down and it's going to take me an hour, and I make six hundred dollars, right? Right. Mm-hmm. If I hire you, and the six hundred dollars, and let's say we split fifty fifty, mm-hmm. so now I don't get six hundred; I get three hundred. Right. But I did nothing. Mm. And you made some money somewhere else doing something. And I, and I make money, <laughs> right? So even that, to me, is time management, mm. right? Okay. Do I put my time in? To do that, so now going on to the you know, if I'm looking at a schedule, mm. right? Mm. When people, you know how people say they book it based on a procedure, right? Okay. Mm-hmm. So crown prep is going to be an hour, filling mm-hmm. yeah. is yeah. thirty minutes, whatever it is, right? And and I mentioned earlier that I see two or three patients an hour. Mm-hmm. Uh, they are going to come in at the beginning of the hour. They are not going to go home at the same time because. You know, I'm hopping between chairs. Right, right, right. What I want to do is, I want to be busy every minute mm. of that one hour. If 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 you're taking extra, if the assistant is taking extra here, I'm going to be over here. Sure, right. Sure, sure. Maybe numbing the patient, mm. and then after I numb the patient, I'm going to go back here after you're done with the X-ray. So I'm going to do the exam mm-hmm. over here. You know, they may be taking the shade or whatever. So when I come back here, I'm gonna sit down and I'm gonna just start prepping, mm. right? So I'm constantly busy. I don't want to sit around. Mm. I don't want to wait. Um, and so what we book is we book more doctor's time. Got it. But the patient is there for an hour. The patient is with the doctor for 20 minutes. Actually, so mm-hmm. after the 20 minutes, I got 40 more minutes. What do I do? Mm. This is why. I have two minutes, five minutes to go to the room, and I'm just gonna sit there close and close eyes. my eyes yeah. and rest, right? Because because and I'm not, and I'm not a precise, you know, detail detail person. Ain't know about stuff, mm. but it's but it's but I know how long it's gonna take, mm-hmm. and I'm sure you know too. Mm-hmm. If you look at okay, prep on number thirty, mm-hmm. right? And yeah. Assuming it's a normal patient, mm-hmm. it's probably gonna take five minutes. Okay, like like cutting yeah. time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If it's an older lady, it's gonna be twenty minutes, half sure. an hour. Sure. You know, because I'm gonna let her close and rest and close and rest, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. So, but what I'm saying is, as soon as she opens, <laughs> you know, yeah, 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 yeah. You just I, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go right at it. Yeah. Right. So being very intentional is a big part of productivity. Mm-hmm. Right. It's not going to be. Oh, the schedule looked this way. I don't care if the schedule is packed or, or light. I'm still going to do my prep in five, ten minutes, whatever it is, right? It. it has nothing to do with how the schedule looks. Mm. It, it's because I'm being very intentional. That procedure take that much time. Got it. And when you're like that, then all of a sudden you look at things sort of in the increment of time, right? Mm-hmm. Um, it, it's. Uh, Uh, I don't know if you have Wingstop over where you where you live. Oh, over here in California, they have this chain called Wingstop, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. When they first start, they basically sell chicken wings. 
and then yeah. they put a sauce around it. But when they first start it, you call them and you say, okay, I want to order wings, whatever. And they say, okay, your order will be ready in 12 minutes. Okay. Mm. Okay. Mm-hmm. And it's actually about 12 minutes because that's how long it takes for them to deep fry the wings. Okay. Right? Okay. So okay. they know exactly when mm. your order is getting ready. Sure. Mm-hmm. Right? So, so here's the funny thing. We go to McDonald's and we know that they, they, it's governed by time, right? Yes. Um, I even have them, if I order and let's say they stuck, they will tell me, can you move your car? <laughs> yeah, right, right, right. <laughs> right? Because because with the clock, it's, it's going to show that they actually feel the order within that amount of time. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Right? Um, but my point is, so then we go to McDonald's and we know that it's all time, time, time. Right? Yeah. And then let's say I, I buy Wingstop and it's time, time, time. And then I'm going to go to my dental office and I'm not going to be picky about time. Mm-hmm. It's going to be whatever. That makes no sense, sure. right? Because mm-hmm. that's all about system. That's all about being intentional. That's all about being on top of things. And and so when you think like that, you start giving yourself deadline. Mm. When you talk to your staff, you give them a deadline, mm. right? When I'm talking to my patients, okay, let's say a patient hasn't come in in two years. Mm-hmm. I do the recall exam and and I said, you know, I really need to, you're already here. We really should just start it right now. And then they go, how long is it going to take? Well, let's say it's going to take an hour. I'm going to tell them, it's going to take at least half an hour. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Right? So what they're hearing is half an hour. Right. Well, I say at least half an hour. It could be 45 minutes. Right. right? I say it's going to take at least half an hour. So they go, oh, I can do that. Mm -hmm. I'll go ahead and let you start. Mm -hmm. Right? But let's say if they didn't want to do this today. Then I say, you know, it's really important that we get this done within the next week or so. Okay. How about Tuesday or Thursday? Oh. Right? Yeah. Now, if they still don't want to do anything, this is what I usually say. I walk them to the front and I say, uh, Mary, can you can you schedule Mr. Jones in two years? And then he starts laughing. Right? Mm-hmm. Because he hasn't been in for two years. Oh, okay. But now, But now he's paying attention to me. And I said, oh, because last time he came in was two years ago. I figure he's going to come back in two years, right? <laughs> so now I'm getting him to feel a little guilty, right? Yeah. And so he's going to schedule an appointment. It may not be in one or two weeks like I want, mm. but he's going to schedule that appointment. And he, he's going to remember the two-year thing, right? Right? Because sometimes patients come in and say, remember, hey, I come back earlier. You told me I won't come back in two years. <laughs> and I said, you know, but I'm just playing on the fact of their pattern of behavior, right? But what it is, is I'm planting the seed mm. that time is important. Got it. So when you work with people and you make them be more aware of time and mm. that you're kind of a big deal about time kind mm. of thing, mm. right? Um, they change. See, what happens is in a lot of offices, the doctor is changing. Yeah. The doctor want to be more on top of things. And then the staff is the same exact way. You're not going to get anywhere. What you need to do is you need to get them on the same boat, right? Mm-hmm. And, and the same boat is, you know, they may not be a whole lot faster, but you tell them, hey, I I, I don't know. I'm, I'm sure it happened to some people. If I tell my staff I need to leave at 5 today and I usually leave at 6, so we need to wrap up. Like, I got to be physically out of here by 5. For some reason, I get out at 5, right? 
Yeah. If I say if I say nothing, then you're just gonna kind of yeah. go, right? So once you set that intention, and you let everybody around you know, right? This is my intention. This is important to me. Yeah, and then that will happen. That will happen. And it will happen, right? Yeah. Got it. Yeah. And so, but you have you have to do that. What are the productivity uh, tricks that you use? So I understand the business aspect. You know, to be busy. Uh, you know, every minute of it. And uh, what else uh, can we use? Did you use any other time management? I mean, I don't know, calendar or anything, anything more towards managing the office. What systems that you might be using to in the office, whatever, uh, to increase the productivity of time. One way to increase anything is to track. Right. Okay. So if 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 I'm going to have a conversation with my staff, the only way to get them to be more productive is to show them the stats. Uh, last month, we did ten thousand. Mm. No, let's say the month before we did ten thousand. Last month we did twelve thousand. Mm-hmm. So we went. So we went up twenty percent. Right. Right. So what else can we do? To, okay. go to, 15, to go to 15,000. And you start talking to them about numbers. Okay. And because people, and then what, you get them engaged by emotion, right? But it's always about numbers. Um, if you have the same patient, if you have three new patients, right? And your average um, value of a new patient or your average case is $1,000, how do I get to be more productive? I need to sell them two thousand dollars, okay? Mm-hmm. And and this and I'm not saying about diagnosing non-existing cavities, okay? Right, right. What I'm saying is, maybe you look at them and you say it would be nice to put two veneers on those two crooked teeth, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. So it's a thousand dollar per veneer. You just add two thousand um, dollars. So when you start getting bigger cakes, then you will be more productive. Does that make sense? Sure. So you're you're still in the office eight hours, mm-hmm. but now you're doing bigger cases. Then you increase the dollar per hour value, right? And that and that increase your productivity. Mm-hmm. So it, it could be selling more dentistry. Mm-hmm. Selling more dentistry that you don't have to do. <laughs> <laughs> True. Um right? Um offering more services. Now that's different from selling more dentistry because you know some dentists may um let's say you're going to start adding more procedures mm-hmm. yourself or you bring in a specialist right mm-hmm. and then now the specialists do even more things like somebody come in and do sinus lift or you know those kind of things or right. an orthodontist come in and they and he put tabs and all that mm-hmm. so you, you I, i'm a very big fan of group practice okay. because that's how I run my offices. They okay. they both group practices, mm-hmm. right? So the same eight hours, you can crank out more production because you add more service, you add more people who come mm-hmm. from different specialty, mm-hmm. right? And then you get your staff to sell stuff, mm. right? Yeah. Um, you get your hygienists, don't just, you know, do the cleaning. Your hygienists, and, and I understand patient education is important. I'm not. I'm not undermining that. I'm just saying, if you want to increase production, right? If your hygienists have twenty percent, uh, twenty minutes to talk to the patient in the chair when they're doing recall, 
mm-hmm. make make it five minutes education and the other 15 minutes selling. And and by that, what I mean is pointing out all these things that if they do, it's going to increase the case value, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And and don't tell them stuff that they don't need. I mean, for example, if they have an old crown, they can change it to a new crown. I'm not talking about, you know, oh, let's put silvers on all your teeth. <laughs> you, you, you know, something that some sometimes some offices do, and there's nothing wrong with that. But for me, there's more value to the office if you offer those higher dollar cases. Mm. Um, yes, you should do Invisalign. Yes, you should do braces. Yes, you should get all of your teeth the same color. Mm. Yes, you know, your teeth are kind of crooked. You don't want to do Invisalign. It takes too long. Let's do veneers. Let's put crowns on them. Um, these are all the things that will help the patients and help your practice and make you become more productive. Mm. Productivity, a lot of time, is about leveraging. There's only one of you. You got a team of people who are all selling for you. Right. You got, you got associates who help you produce. You got uh, specialists who help you do procedures that you don't want to do mm. or you can't do. All of a sudden, you become more productive. So it's not about me doing more. It's about me getting more done. That, right. that, that's, that's two different things. Got it. Right? Yeah. Yep. Yep. When, when you go home, it's about the, it's, it's very similar. In this case, it's not, you, you would have a goal. It's not so much about productivity, but let's say you say, okay, I want to have uh, a family night every night. I mean, mm-hmm. every every Tuesday night, let's mm-hmm. say. Mm-hmm. Okay, well then, we need to finish dinner by this time, right? Everybody, you guys better finish your homework by that time, okay. right? Got and it. then we're, we're going to get together and watch a movie or something. Mm-hmm. And then you have to schedule it. You mentioned calendar, okay? For, for me, if it's not on the calendar, it's not a priority, right? Okay. So... So my kid singing is on my calendar, mm-hmm. right? If if you say let's let's do a, a podcast, and I open it up and say no, gotta go watch my kids sing at that time. Mm. And no, that time is not available, right? Right? right, right Am right. I being productive for my kid? Yes, because I'm showing up for the activity that's important to him or her, right? But that's not it's not a dollar value. It's it's an emotional value, right? It's a it's a personal fulfillment value. Uh, so it's not emotion. So it's not the dollar value, but you said emotional value. Certainly. Right. Yeah, emotional and and self fulfillment. Okay. Right. Mm-hmm. But like I I have a client, mm-hmm. and we work and 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 I coach and I consult with her on high performance and on business. Mm. So we were talking about connecting, right? And for example, she visit her mom every Thursday morning. I think. Okay. Right, and and I and or, or I mean once a week, and I I don't remember if it's the exact time. Mm. And so, how do we make it more productive? Well, you know, I told her you schedule it. It's going to be a lunch, so you get to take her out, do whatever favorite food she has, mm-hmm. right? And then she can talk to you, and and then she said, well, she always liked to talk about her brothers and sisters, and I said that's fine. Let her talk about her brothers and sisters, yeah. right? Because it has value to her. It's, it's just like when your patients tell you stuff about them and mm. you don't want to hear. Right? Mm. But if that builds a relationship, you're going to listen, right? Sure. So this is, a, this is the exact same strategy. 
you're going to go and see your mom and you're going to spend time at lunch and you're going to let her talk, right? And you make it a ritual, a routine. Every Thursday, you're eating lunch with your mom, right? Mm -hmm. And first, it sounds like a task, but then it becomes part of her, right? Now she's looking forward to connecting with her mom mm. every Thursday, wow. right? Mm -hmm. Same same thing. Let's do a date night with our spouse. Mm. You're both you're both busy. Everybody's busy. I know everybody's busy, <laughs> but if you have it on the calendar, mm. every Wednesday night is a date night, mm -hmm. and you commit two hours to each other, right? Mm -hmm. Two or two or three. Maybe it's dinner and movie. Maybe it's dinner. So every Wednesday night, the kids need a babysitter. How do you think that relationship is going to grow? And how do you put a dollar value on it? There's no dollar value. No. Yep. Yep. For, for, for growing that relationship. Mm -hmm. Is it productive? Is it productive? Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Right? But, totally. you, but you don't put a value to it. Mm. So it, it's about clarity, knowing what's important to you. It's about setting the intention. I'm going to do everything I, I can to improve this. It's mm. to improve the marriage. It's to improve my connection with my mom. It to improve the collection number or to improve the number of new patients, mm -hmm. right? Then those, those are metrics. And then you let everybody know that they need to support you because that's important to you. Mm. And and you make sure that everybody's giving it the, you know, whatever you expect. You're, mm. you're, if you're expecting your staff to make 10 outbound calls to recall patients, you want that done. If you expect your hygienist to sell one Invisalign a week, just watch. You you tell them that, and for some reason, mm -hmm. it happened, right? And yeah. then if you expect yourself to take the office to whatever the next level is, mm. and you're being very intentional, maybe you work with a consultant, a coach, you put in, let's say, dental intel to track your numbers, and mm -hmm. you know, like like you invest, mm. then do it. Then then it's, sometimes it's not a surprise when it happened because you've done everything you could right. to get to that. Got it. So. Okay? Clarity, yeah. intention, and got it. Interesting, interesting. So uh, I think you touched a little bit about <clears throat> balancing life. You know, uh, you know, work and life. Life, obviously, including family. You know, including kids, especially. Now, how do you, 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 ha you work six days, as you no, said. No, I don't. You don't. Okay, I thought you yeah. did uh, between three different offices. No, no, no. This is, uh, yeah, no. Back, back when I, when you started, when, I, uh, when you started, yes. When I started and when I had my, my three practices, I did that for a little while mm -hmm. to, to, to kind of get the feel of the patient. Okay. And then I put, and then I put associates in. Okay. So, uh, yeah. uh, so your initial years, the first 10 years when your kids were younger, how did you manage uh, or created a balance between, this is what everybody's struggling, between work and making profit in the office along with, family and extended family happy well you, you know it, it's gonna it, it's gonna sound like old stuff <laughs> That's okay. but it's the same thing you know you if people say i want to create work-life balance i would say the first question i would ask them is what is your definition of work-life balance mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. right because it doesn't mean 50 50 right right because if you think about it you're at so the office not. more than one more than you at home, yep. right? Yep. Now, if you actually want it to be 50-50, I think you have to take a day off in the middle of the week, right? To, <laughs> to make up for the time. 
Yeah. So, so the very first thing is to, to define, okay, what do, you, what do you mean by that? Mm-hmm. And sometimes what people mean is, I want to go home and not worry about the office. Mm. Okay? okay? Because when I go home with my kids, then I'm thinking about the office, right? Mm. Um, on the weekend, somebody call me and say they're not coming in, and then I'm worried about the office, mm. right? And then when I'm at the office, I'm worrying about my kid. Um, maybe I don't like the babysitter. I mean, you know, there's, there's uh, <laughs> different things, right? Yeah. So, so the 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 question is, when you're in the office, I need you to 100% just focus on the office. Okay. Right? I don't want you to think about the kid. Mm. Unless there's something going on with the kid, and, and it can always happen. And I've had my share where mm-hmm. I'm in the office, and I know I worry about my kid, mm-hmm. right? Um, and then when you're at home, don't bring work home. Right. Right? Um, I know a lot of us, me included, we, we can remote into the office, mm. right? Mm-hmm. Now, just because you have that option, it doesn't mean you should. Right. I'm right? with you. Like, yep. just like, yeah, like you say, you, you know, you, you have enough sleep. It doesn't mean that if you cut it back, you can, you know, you won't stay awake. Mm-hmm. But you will choose to get your enough sleep, right? So when you get home, you choose not to open up and look at your schedule for the next day, whatever sure, the heck it is, sure. right? Uh, maybe you choose not to answer your cell phone. Ariana Huffington, um, whom I'm, I'm sure you know, yep, she, yep. Saw the, she saw the Huffington Post. After she had an accident. Hmm. And the accident was she got home from work. She was so tired. She slipped in the bathroom and hit her head on either the bathtub or the toilet. Oh, okay. Right? And she realized that she was at a point of exhaustion. Hmm. And she decided that there's no more of that, right? Like, this is not worth it. Hmm. Um, I need to take care of myself. And the, the work-life balance can even mean it just for you, right? It doesn't have to be just for family. It'll be for you. Mm-hmm. And that's one of the reasons she sold the Huffington Post. So she doesn't run that anymore. Her new company right now is called Thrive Global. And it's all about work-life balance. Mm-hmm. It's all about taking care of yourself. It's all about not killing yourself, <laughs> you know, when you're at work. So, so when you actually set your own boundaries, okay, your own boundaries, that when I'm at work, don't call me. Don't bug me, right? Unless it's an emergency. Right, right. And um, when when you're when I mean when you're at home, right? Don't call me. Don't bug me, right? When you're at work, you don't want to hear the the staff gossiping. The, you know, they're worrying about something because that what that does is get you distracted and you're not fully productive. And then you try to catch up. And then you feel like burning out. You know, like all of those. Yeah. Um, if you want to have balance, because to me, balance is being happy. To me, right, right. I would loosely define it as being happy. When I'm home, I'm happy with what I'm doing at home. When I'm at work, I'm happy with what I'm doing at work. I'm balanced. I got it, it. it has nothing to do with how much time or, you know, yeah. because that's, that's what people think, though. Mm-hmm. People think you. that they, they, they work too much. Mm, I, I completely they, agree with that. Completely. Right? Then they feel guilty. So so it's your definition. It's how much time you act, you give yourself mm-hmm. to be able to enjoy your life. Um, I have a client. I asked her, what are your hobbies? <laughs> okay. Okay. 
And she had no answer. Mm. She just like quiet on the phone. And I go, you know, hobbies are like stuff that you like to do. <laughs> it has nothing to do with work. And, yes. And, and she's and she still say, I don't have one. Mm. I don't remember. Okay. And then I have another client. We were talking, and and she said, Oh, I'm so excited, so excited. I said, well, What? What's so excited? Oh. Tomorrow morning, I don't have to go to work, whatever it was, right? Because she's in the process of buying a practice. Okay. Anyway, so I have nothing to do for three hours. And I said, good. And what are you going to do? Netflix. Nothing. I mean, blank. No answer. <laughs> yep. and, and to me, if you tell me, okay, you have three hours, what would you like to do? I'm going to tell you th 10 things that I that I like to do. Because all right, all right. I think that's a good question yeah. you, you got yourself right. into trouble with. So tell me what... <laughs> So what are the uh, five things or 10 things you would like to do if you have three hours sitting with you uh, tomorrow and, you know, uh, it's Sunday. You don't have to worry uh -huh. about kids. They're all taken care right. of, right? You're not mm -hmm. working, obviously, right? Right. So, um, uh, and then you have those uh, three hours. Mm -hmm. What would you like to do? Well, it's very simple. I like to take walk in nature, mm. right? So let's say if it's in the evening, Just walking around the neighborhood and watching the sunset. I love looking at, you know, silhouette of trees okay. in the evening, right? Mm -hmm. That's good enough for me. I could be, I, I could be driving and I'll pull over and take a picture, right? Wow. And that's what, that's what gave me the, the, the peace. Kind of like, this is so cool, right? So I could be walking around my neighborhood, okay? We live close to a park. I could go to the park mm. and walk around the park. Um, a lot of time, uh, kids hate it. In the summer, we would go to the beach. Late, right? yeah, <laughs> like at, yeah, at, yeah. And we're there for three hours looking at the moon, right? Yeah. And listen to the waves. Yeah. Um, things like that. Um, I like to watch old movies. Mm. Um, you know, the, the classic movies. Yeah. You, I, I could go and watch it for at least 90 minutes, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, I, I read books. Mm -hmm. I, I, read, I read Vietnamese novels. Yeah. Um, I like to do creative writing. So I could be sitting down and, and writing about an experience. And these are all things that, that make me feel fulfilled, yeah. right? Mm. I mean, I could be catching up with old friends. Now, here's the problem. I call the friend and the friend said, hey, don't have time. <laughs> well, yeah, they are working, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. They don't have those three hours, what you have. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. You know, so, so um, there, there are a lot of... And sometimes when I'm in the mood, sometimes I'm not just cleaning, right? I'm going to clean my house or yep. I'm gonna clean the room, whatever it is. Mm. Whatever. But my point about this is sometimes when I talk to people and they don't, you know, they're so busy. Mm -hmm. and, and they don't have anything planned to fulfill themselves, yep. to just enjoy. And, and they feel, like, oh, I'm wasting time if I'm just doing this. Right. Which is not true because sometimes... You need that white space. You need the time to do nothing. Yes, I always say the the white space. So I have this uh, reminder since we are talking about calendar. In my calendar, I have a daily calendar which I have to do every day. You know, certain things. Get up, blah, get up this. You know, switch on the light, switch off the light. And, you know, little things, little things, right? So I have one calendar event every day where I have a dog, by the way. I have a golden retriever, uh, Octo. And then I try. Now that's a rule. Now, I call it as power walking. It's my white uh -huh. space time where I just walk with him, right? 
um try not to use my headphones or bluetooth or you know uh checking facebook whatever but i just walk with him for 15 20 minutes half an hour and let any stupid a uh, good idea come over so as you said white right. space that is my white space you know and uh-huh. i have specific white spaces uh sprinkled around the week right uh so okay i know on fridays i'm not working for example so i have 3 hours you know off white space when i'm doing whatever hell i want to do you know right. uh, and so on so yeah just just throwing my part uh here right and and even i tell you right now even when i run an event and i run very tight event you know like a lot of speakers one after another mm. but there, but there's several breaks okay today, okay right mm. two speakers break
And they know I'm busy because they could hear me talking to patients in the room. And if they're that picky, then our office is not for them. Yeah. Right? Yeah. You don't know exactly who you're about, what you stand for, and you just basically have the people who can put up with you. (laughs) Right, right. (laughs) Around you. Mm, yeah, just for just for um, uh, brevity and uh, time, I have more questions, but I I can go on forever. Uh, I want to touch the last pillar of your coaching, uh, and and squeeze in one more word which you've spoken multiple times right now. Uh, so obviously the last pillar is courage. We haven't discussed yet, uh, and uh, uh, fulfillment. I want to club if we can just to just to get both of them. You know, kind of. Uh, to finish the pillars, to finish the pillars about your coaching. Um, what do you mean by courage and uh, obviously fulfillment in this whole process? Well, I would say in my journey coaching people and actually in my journey growing, mm-hmm. cur- courage is a very big deal. Okay. Um, courage or the lack of courage is what's stopping a lot of people. Mm. People, people go to a seminar and they learn about a great idea. And then they go home and they say, I'm not sure if I can do it or not. Okay. And then they don't do it. Mm. Uh, people know that they're at that point where they need to expand the office, right? Mm-hmm. Like there's no more room. You want to bring in an associate, but there's no room for the associate, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, or maybe there's a room, there's room for associate, but now you have to add a chair. And it's going to be $20,000, you know. Mm. Those kind of decisions that you stop short and you don't execute. That's what I mean by courage. You have a staff. You can talk to any dentist, almost. And they're going to have a staff that bug them, right? Mm. But they never really sat the staff down and say, you suck. You know, I need you to change X, Y, Z. Or we're not working together. The difficult decisions. That part of it, a lot of us need more training, need need to to learn more about it, need to work on it more, and we don't mm. because because we're our own boss. Nobody tells us anything. That's why when you have a coach and the coach say no, that employee is up. You need to go back and tell them to shape up, or you fire them. I I hear this, and it could be hearsay. That Dan Kennedy at one of his mastermind meeting, he told his mastermind member. The next time you come back, you need to fire one person. <laughs> <laughs> Interesting. Yeah. So, so that's the task. You need to come back short, you know, one shorter. And the whole idea is, it's the difficulty, but you got to do it, mm. right? And and that's such a big part that I that I see in our colleagues. Mm. I mean, and I'm sure in in a lot of people's life, they want to do it, but they think they can't. Right. But sometimes, sometimes it's true that you cannot. And it's because you didn't get the training, right? Because you didn't buy the book to read. Because you didn't go to the seminar. Mm. You know, like it's like I wanna, I really want to do laser, but I can't. And then you say because I don't have the money. And so the, then the discussion is, well, did you get financed? Did you apply? You know, like all of those things. Just right, like right. when the patients say no, right? So, so, but with courage here, I think it, it's our limiting belief. I don't think I can do it. He's in a better town than me. Um, you know, I think direct mail is too expensive. Mm. I want to just send out email because it's free. Well, email is free, but you have to take the time to write the email and then you send it out and you need to monitor the answer. So it's actually not free. Can you spend two hours on it? 
And if your production is $500 an hour, it costs you $1,000. You just don't think of it that way. Mm. Or you don't want to look at it that way. Because <laughs> totally. mm. it feels better when you say it's free, right? So courage is making the difficult decisions. Courage is doing things differently or doing things for the first time. Courage is having those, dif- um, you know, have the difficult decision, sometimes life-changing decision. I, I, I have a client, we started working together and she was trying to shape up her practice and she was dealing with some um, relationship issues and everything. So more than a year into it, she told me that she's going to get a divorce. Mm. And I told her, I knew this from the beginning. Mm. Okay. Right? Just from our just from our coaching and, and everything that we talk about, I knew that it was coming, but it's not my place to say anything. Exactly. Right? Yep. She got to come to that place herself, and you were asking about fulfillment, right? That's what was fulfilling to her was to sever, to sever that relationship so she can grow. Got okay? It. So she doesn't have to put up with somebody who may not be in full support of her. Mm. Right, mm. and but she makes that decision, right? And it's based on courage. It's not like she doesn't know. I mean, she has all the facts, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And she knows the challenges. But when do you make that call and say, "This is it. I'm, I'm, I'm making this this move," right? Or maybe you need to move to a bigger space. Yes, from your dental office, move to a bigger space. It's gonna ca- it's gonna cost you half a million dollars, right. right? When are you gonna do that, mm. right? Now, okay. if you have enough facts that support moving is better than trying to grow here, mm-hmm. right? And you actually get a bank to finance it. Are you actually going to do it? Mm. Because some doctors won't do it. They, they, it's such a big life-changing decision. They won't do it. It's not like I'm proud to say, but I've moved three times oh, yeah? uh-huh. <laughs> in, in this, with this particular office. We went from 1,000 square foot to a 2,500 square foot where we cannot squeeze in anybody, right? Mm. When on ortho day, people were standing in the street, which was not good. But we were looking, <laughs> we were looking for a building, and there was no building for sale. That because there's a there's a parking requirement for healthcare professional, and I couldn't find a building that had enough parking space. Mm. So we went to a bigger suite in the same parking, um, the same uh, complex, right? That's a three hundred thousand dollar move, mm. and then we. We were still in the lease, unfortunately. Mm. <laughs> and then here's a building for sale. So now what? The lease is ten thousand a month. Mm. The building for sale, the building is seven hundred thousand or whatever, mm. and that move is going to be three hundred thousand. So wow. now what do I do? Right. I'm building. The, yeah, I made the move. <laughs> yeah, I bought the building. I was stuck with a lease for $10,000 a month for another year. Right. Am I smart? Not Probably not. But here's the point. I needed to make that move, right? So now I have my building. It has 15 parking spaces or whatever it is. And I'm my own landlord. And But I knew I needed to move 10 years before that. I just couldn't find the building. Mm, got it. You see, so mm. every time I make that move, it's a financial investment. It's stressful. It's a lot of work, but I will have that courage because I know the potential. Got see, it. a lot of time people stop short because 
and they don't execute because they don't see the potential. Because sometimes you can't see your own potential. You need somebody to point out to you. Right? Mm-hmm. you need, mm-hmm. that, that's where the mentoring and the coaching come in because somebody's going to say, you know, right now you're doing 500. If you have two more ops, we're pretty sure you can do a million, mm. right? But yeah. you're stuck with, with these many ops here. You just can't do it. It's not. You don't want to open seven days. You know? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> got it. No, right? I understand. So, got yeah. It. So that's the courage I'm talking about. Mm. So taking tough decisions, whether it was whether it is moving to a new location or firing an employee who's not, um, you know, working out with you or your standards or with the patients for whatever reasons, uh, or, right. or 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 hiring another associate. Uh, certain. <clears throat> so this is my theory. Correct me. You're you're a bigger. You're you're more experienced than me for with everything. Uh, <clears throat> so if I if I ask somebody should we smoke they'll say no 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 smoking is bad it causes cancer it's a given fact it's almost proven it's completely proven right. certain things are so what i'm trying to come at is for certain things we are sure this is the right move for certain things we are sure this is not the right move i think the problem comes in in between you know in between the right and the wrong move which we maybe it is right move maybe it is the wrong move how do you you know, find that experience um, or how do you find that the right decision, that you've taken the right decision? You knew the decision 10 years ago was right to buy the building probably or look or move to a different yeah. uh, uh, building altogether. You couldn't do it for whatever reason. I know there was courage involved there, but I think part of the reason that you couldn't, my understanding is we were in the middle of the two. Should Do I afford to, you know, pay more mortgage or an extra mortgage than 10,000 now. So to cut the story, whole story short, I'm trying to find out how do you take a decision when you are in between this uh-huh. or that? How do you take right. that correct decision? Right. So to, to clarify about the building, no, I know I need uh, to I'm, I'm not talking I, about the building I, here. I'm sorry, but no, I'm no, talking no, about know, in general, in general. Yeah, no, no, I know. No, but I just want to clarify real quick. Is mm. that because I could not find the building? Right, there was right. no building to buy, right? Okay. <laughs> so, so that was easy. The second one, where I found the building now, but I'm still have this lease. What do I do, mm. right? Because if I stay in the lease, I may lose the building. If I go to the building, I got a ten thousand dollar lease, and now it's going to be a four thousand dollar mortgage mm. plus a three hundred thousand dollar move. Right, 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 right. right <laughs> so, right. So that, the, the second one is the one where it took the courage. The, the first one was there was no building to buy, so yeah. there, wasn't, there wasn't any discussion. Mm. But to answer what you say, the first thing is to realize that you don't know everything and that you don't have to know everything. Okay. Okay. So the first thing is to realize that you can get help. And by help, I could, it could be talk to... Um, an expert, mm. right? Um, talk to a coach, a mentor. Let's say my decision to buy a building. Let's say if if I'm going, I'm not sure if this is the right one. Maybe I should call a booker in mm. the area and say, mm. hey, when do you think is the next opportunity to, you know, like something like this come up? Mm. Because believe it or not, when I really wanted to move before my, my, my very first move, I actually had a broker just call a different building and say, hey, do you want to sell it? Mm. You know? Before mm-hmm. I try to renew this lease and, and make this move. and be, But so 
asking the broker to do that is reaching out to an expert, somebody who knows more than you, mm. to help you make and craft and execute the decision. Got it. Right? So when people are thinking, okay, yes and no, and then you draw and you put the pros and the cons, and you got even number of answers, mm. right? Mm-hmm. right? 10 yes and 10 no. So now mm. what? Right? Then that's when you call somebody who is more experienced. Mm. Because now they can say, okay, I understand. You're right at the crossroad, okay? But going here, there's a certain potential. You go to the right, there's certain potential. Right. You go to the left, there's certain potential. Which one do you like more? Sometimes you have to do a little future projection mm. to, in order to help you make the decision. And if you don't know enough, then you, you ask somebody who knows more than you. Right? That, and, and I think that's the other part of the courage is people don't want to admit that they don't, they don't know a lot, mm. yep. uh, which but, is okay. Yep. Right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but sometimes... If, you know, if you, I want you to imagine, imagine if the student, a student in the class today, fifth grade, actually feel like that. Mm. I don't think I should ask, and then I'm going to look stupid, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. The good thing with kids is they don't think that way, right? Yeah. <laughs> they yep. they got to ask the question. And sometimes, yeah, they, they got to ask the question because they want to know. And then you go to college and you start thinking, I don't know, because so-and-so sit next to me. It's kind of smart. If I ask this question, I'm going to look stupid, right? Yep. And, then, and then we start building that wall, and then we start trying to show off as somebody who we may not be, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and and if you follow me, you're going to see me talking all the time. Oh, I went to hang out with my mentor. Because yeah. She's smart. And I just went to this class with so-and-so, and he's smart. And I just had this conversation with so-and-so, yeah. and he told me all these good things. I'm trying to tell people that I don't know a lot, but... I know more than you, right? Absolutely. Because you're younger than me and you haven't gone to all the seminars, yep. right? So if you're working with me, I'm going to help you shortcut that learning because mm. I already learned a bunch of things. But I'm not a person who is afraid to tell people that I actually don't know that. Now, if I don't know it, is it because I don't care to learn? Or is it because I still haven't learned it, mm. right? Because there's certain things Maybe I don't care to learn. I'll give you an example. If you want to start talking about the stock market and all of that, I'm going to tell you, I'm not really interested in that. There's somebody else helping me with that, yeah. and I don't get to learn, right? Mm. And and that's my decision. And it's not about it's not that I'm ignorant. Maybe it's something that I don't want to spend the time learning. Sure. And, and, and so what I think what happened with a lot of the doctors, a lot of our friends, is they don't spend the time learning what they should learn. Mm. And then they are afraid to ask. Mm, so it, it becomes two things. Now I don't really know a whole lot because I, I I'm doing neither one. Right? I'm, I'm doing neither one. And, and when you and when you don't have enough knowledge, mm-hmm. it's really hard to make a decision. Got it. No. Okay. Thank you. No, that yeah. helps. That helps. Um, yeah, I have a very similar uh, thought process too. I, I say. Uh, the reason I can't say yes or no to it is because I don't have enough data. And right. you're saying knowledge, which is exactly what is coming out to be. Thank you. No, uh, mm-hmm. thank you. I think um, uh, there's, a, there's, a, there's a lot of that discussions that everybody has to digest it. But let's try to go into a different uh, kind of questions. People at least have got to know about you and your five pillars uh, here. Um, so I call the next uh, series as uh, Tim Ferriss Inspired Questions. Uh, what is a morning ritual 
that you have that makes you successful? I always go to sleep with a prayer. Okay. And um, I always wake up uh, feeling thankful. That's a very first wow. thing, mm. right? Mm-hmm. Uh, and then um, doing a little stretching, right? Okay. Taking taking care of my body. Mm-hmm. Um, and then doing some of the normal things that a mom would do, right? Like <laughs> making sure that the kids wake up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, uh, I... My morning ritual is not a couple of hours. Um, it's it's task-driven, per se, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. So I wake up, I go to sleep, pray with a prayer, and then I wake up and I, and I feel thankful. Um, and I do my personal hygiene stuff, right? I do mm-hmm. stretch exercise. Mm-hmm. Then it's right into the daily activity with the kids because I, I, have, I have three. Mm-hmm. But I think what... The, my routine is more throughout the day in moderation and being relatively on time. Like I mentioned to you, for 18 years, it's always from two to four, I'm going to go pick up my kids. Right. You know, guess what? That, that is a, it's just a little stress, but it's a recharge of energy. They jump into the car and it's, how was your day? And then they start taking it back to you, <laughs> you know, and they tell you something that sometimes is really not important. <laughs> yeah, and, yeah. And, and then after a while, they know. Mom, I had this for lunch, and you know because they, those are the questions I asked. Yeah, um, yeah. When they, this is a while back, but at around between that time, uh, Les Brown always come on, mm. used to come on on a radio. Okay. So we always listening to him. It's kind of funny. I'm driving them to the babysitter's house, and we always been be listening to Les Brown. You know, oh, yeah. saying <laughs> saying some kind of motivational quote yeah. just because he's on the radio at that time. Yeah, and yeah. that's a little recharge, right? Mm-hmm. And then and then leaving home, uh, you know, saying thank you to the staff or you know, mm-hmm. high five or or, or, th- or thumbs yeah. up. Uh, closing so, the I- day, closing the day, knowing and accepting that I've done my best. Right? I didn't. I didn't half ass today. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I think. I uh, yeah, I think at the end of the day, uh, we should actually see. That's my opinion, personal. That we should really reflect back on the day. Right. Uh, you know, uh, right. were you really, were you really working hard the way you say you are, or you think you uh-huh. did? Just be honest to yourself. Just be honest to yourself. Uh, it's not only hard, but did you really give the time uh, to your puppy, your 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 daughter, your son, and so on? You know what you should have. Uh, and if you didn't, just listen to it and you know adapt for the next day. Mm. Yeah, right. and do and just do it different the next day. Yeah, do it different. Thank you. Yeah. Um, thank you. Um, next question. So, uh, the most gifted book you have given, if any, or your favorite books. My favorite book or books. A- anything. Uh, actually, we would like to know more books. Uh, favorite books would be better. Or you, if you have really gifted any specific books to many oh, yeah. people, many people. Yeah, my my favorite book is Think and Grow Rich, mm. uh, because it is full of stories of success. Okay, um, it gives you the success principles. Yeah. If people if people don't know about that book, it's basically uh, Napoleon Hill mm-hmm. spending I think twenty two years mm. interviewing all of the most successful people of his 
during his time. So he interviewed Edison. He interviewed um, the Kentucky Fried Chicken Man. You know, he, yeah. he um, and 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 he's done that work. He was asked by Andrew Carnegie, mm. um, who everyone you know we all know, mm. and he's done all that work, getting paid zero dollars. Wow. Mm. Okay. Now, I actually went back to Vietnam to visit my friends, and I uh, I remember my all the, our kids were all turning eighteen. They just finished um, high school. They're all going to college, and I actually went back to the bookstore in Vietnam, bought the Vietnamese version of it, mm. and gave it to my friends' kids. Mm. And they were they were like, "What? <laughs> you know, Interesting! You came you came all the way from America, <laughs> yeah, and, and this is what you gave us." Yeah. And I said, "You know, this is one of the greatest book you can read." God. And I even bought it in Vietnamese for you. You know, God. I I would have bought it in English. <laughs> and 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 the thing is, I think the gift of knowledge mm. is the greatest one, mm. right? Uh, sometimes people don't want to spend the time reading a book. Which is okay. Mm. We 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 change as people, right? Mm -hmm. Well, then I would say, go to a seminar. Mm. Give it a day, two days. Give it three hours, whatever it is. That's one of the reasons why I do action to win seminars mm. is because I say, here's the opportunity. I got some condensed knowledge. I bring in some experts to share with you. You know, like the purse. All I ask you to do is invest your time and sit your butt down and learn. It's just like when you're in school. Right, go you go to school to learn. You don't go to school to just sit around and do nothing. Mm. So treat that as school. Treat that, at, at, you know, as classroom, and show up and learn. And so I think the gift of knowledge is the greatest gift. Whether you give people um, a, you know, a book, whether you give people a seminar, a mm -hmm. course, mm -hmm. um, podcast is a little different because I think podcast it it. it Sometimes you need to learn X and you listen to the podcast and they're talking about Y, mm. you know? Um, and like I said earlier, it's all about intention, mm. right? Mm. So if you are intentional about growing your business and you know that it takes three things to grow your business, then you should only go look for the sources, the information that has to do with that. Mm -hmm. Because there's no shortage of information. There's always more that you should learn. But that's the problem with sometimes people listening to a lot of podcasts and they learn all kind of stuff mm -hmm. but it may not be applicable to them mm. at that moment for what they need to do all right um if you have a giant billboard such that you could display a great message or a quote for everyone to follow of course not about your company or your podcast uh, mm -hmm. what would you like to tell people or the dental world um well I would say I would have a short message mm -hmm. and it would say, always strive to be the best version of yourself. Okay. And, um, and then I would have a website where people can go and look at the information. And there are two, there are two reasons for that. Okay. One is introducing the concept or the idea. Mm -hmm. And two is, give them the resource, which is the website. Okay. Um, a lot of people, when they do a big billboard, uh, and I mean, I, of course, we're just making this up, but a lot yeah. of people, they put a phone number. Nobody remember any phone number, right? <laughs> but, it, but if you put a website, and it's not going to be a long website either, sure. right? It, it's going to be a short domain. Mm. Um, so, for example, 
one of the domain I have is uh, action to win, mm. right? Mm. It's easy to remember action to win. Yeah, and yeah, then you yeah. go there and it gives you all the resource to all my seminars, Got right? Mm -hmm. um, another one I have is best you, best business. Mm. And, and that domain take you to how to write a book in 14 days, mm. right? Um, so my, my point is if you're driving by the billboard and you see a message that maybe resonate with you and you see a website that you could remember, chances are people will go look you up. Got it. Right? If I put my name, nobody's going to remember. <laughs> if I put a phone number, nobody remember. If I put a nice picture, maybe. Yeah. Right? So some, sometimes people put, and I'm sure you see people like they put a big smile and there's a missing tooth. Right? <laughs> and yeah, and yeah. what that does is it stirs up emotion. Yeah. And that's, you know, if that's your point, then, then put an image like that. But for me, I want it to be practical mm. and I want to I want to give people resources from right. the billboard. Yeah. yeah. Thank you. Right. Uh, when you think of a person being successful, who are the two people that come to your mind? Two people that come to my mind? Mm. Uh, I would, it would be my mentors. Okay. So um, one of them is Sharon Lecter. Mm-hmm. And the other one would be Brendan Bouchard. Oh, okay. Um, and the reason for that mm -hmm. is because I think, um, and, and, and Sharon, is, is I, I know her very well. Sure. Uh, more than Brendan, so I can say it more comfortably, is, is I know that they live their purpose, okay. right? Um, their purpose is to help people get better. So in, in Sharon's, in, in Sharon's um, case, she wants people to be better with financial literacy. Mm. Um, so everything she does is about improving your knowledge so you can manage yourself financially better. Okay. Um, if, you, if you're describing your dream project to her, she's going to ask you the heart-stopping question, what is the revenue model? Right, like, right. like, how are you gonna make money out of this? Right? Mm -hmm. You have this nice big dream. How is it gonna support you? Right. Support your life. Support your uh, your family. Mm -hmm. Right, and and she's uh, sixty six, I think, mm. and she's traveling to spread this message. And she doesn't have to. She she was the the um, CEO of Rich Dad Company. Okay. She she co-wrote that book. Mm. Um, she's a New York Times bestseller. I mean, it's like she she doesn't need to work, but she works because she has a purpose behind her, and it makes her happy. And you can tell, you know, you can tell how people fake it, and you know, <laughs> and, and 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 she has a frustration that she want to get it to that next level, whatever wherever her level is already at, mm. because she knows she can impact more lives still. Got okay. It. Thanks. So she would be one. The other one is Brendan Bouchard. Mm. And because mm. his thing is about getting people to be the best version of themselves. Mm -hmm. and, and he does research. And this is a person who, um, you know, he's already a multiple times New York Times bestseller. Um, I think at each of his seminars, he makes multiple seven figures, wow. right? But when he write a book, 
it would take two, three years. Okay. He would do the research. Mm-hmm. Right? Like he show off, show off, right, to us. We are his certified coaches. And he said, hey, my newest book come out and I have 30 pages of reference, right? Like, like who get excited over that? <laughs> <laughs> you, know? you know? But he's get excited because that's who he is. Mm. That's passion, right? Mm-hmm. He, he talk about, let's say he talk about energy and he's going to go do research and he interview people at university to, to back up that theory that, you know, energy is mm-hmm. part of being a high performer. Right. Because you can't be a high performer if you don't have the energy. I mean, that's just period, right? And so I, I, I follow those people and, and I honor them and I love them because they really, they really exemplify, you know, what they say and what they believe is part of who they are. Got it. It's not about, I teach it here and I kind of live over here, <laughs> right? <laughs> you know? Okay. And, and, and I think um, sometimes it's rare to find that. Mm. Mm. Thank you. Thank you. What is one thing that you're excited about? What is one thing that you've changed your minds on? And one thing that you do is absurd or funny? So, the first part is one thing that you're excited about right now, from now to maybe next 2020, this year. Well, I'm not sure if I'm excited. Okay. <laughs> it's, a, it's actually it's a little stressful. Okay. And, and that is my youngest one leaving home, mm. and I'm going to be an empty nester. So, uh, I mean, I'm excited that I'm free, yeah. I guess. People yeah. say that. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it, but it's pretty challenging because I'm I'm very attached to the kids, sure. you know, and and um, but I'm excited in the sense that okay, I could accept a speaking gig and there's no little person at home waiting <laughs> for me, you know. <laughs> I get it. I get Because the, the little person could be at toilet somewhere. Yeah. So um, I think that is one of the. I mean, it actually is a very big milestone, right? It when is. when you become an empty nester. So yes. I think that. Is a big excitement mm. uh, mixed in with a lot of stress. Got it. Uh, Got it. What is one what? thing that I do that is absurd? That's what you said. Yeah. Um, funny. You know, funny. Oh, I mean, I do a lot of things that are funny. So let's um, go to the next level. Absurd. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, the, I, I'll share a, a, a funny thing. Is I was learning how to do Facebook Live. Okay. So I was getting pretty excited, right? I'm trying to do Facebook Live all the time. And uh, so I was doing it in the office. And this one patient came in and she is, I don't know, she's 90 years old. Mm. So uh, I took out my cell phone and I said, oh, we're going to do Facebook Live. And I show her. I said, oh, this is Miss Miss So-and-so, my office. She's been with me for 20, 20-some years. And I was trying to show her, look at all those hearts, right? That's people, they're actually people listening to what you say. Mm. And uh, and she just have a straight face kind of thing, and then I and then I said, and I was trying to pull a little marketing thing. So I said, well, you know, you've been with the office for so long, you know. Obviously, um, we we're taking care of you, etc. So would you re- recommend us to your friends and family? And she said no. Uh oh. <laughs> and and I said, why? And she, this is where the smile comes on. And she said, because they are dead. 
but I thought that was pretty funny. It is. It is. Uh, and then I, what I learned from that is I'm not going to interview old people you know? <laughs> <laughs> on, on Facebook because I don't know what they're going to say. Yeah. You know? I did not expect her to say that they are dead. And then when yeah, I asked yeah, her, yeah. she said, no. Yeah. She said, no. And I go, this, yeah, funny. right. That I, think, right. I think that wasn't funny. That wasn't funny. Yeah, it is. It is. It is. And uh, all right, the last question is one thing that you've changed your minds on. So you believed something that you you believed in something, but you know because of uh, our experience in in life and dentistry or whatnot, we we were wrong and we changed our minds on that. So anything that you okay. change your minds on. Um, well, I think we all change our mind all the time. Yeah. Um, but the one thing that I have changed um, had to do with courage. And this is why I'm very passionate mm. about about that particular aspect. And I think it, it needs to be talked about more and we need to work on that more. Is when I wrote my first book in 2014, it's mm. called From Refugee to Renaissance Woman. Mm-hmm. And my business coach and publisher at that time, he said, um, you know, in order for people to know more about this book, you should talk about it. You should be a speaker. And I said, there's no way in hell, you know, I'm doing that. <laughs> I, I, at one moment, I was challenged to write my story. So I wrote my story, right? And uh, I'm good. You know, I, I want people yeah. to read it. And yeah. I want people to be inspired, but that's good. And then, um, so that was 2014. I think it was about the summer of 2014. Okay. And then, and then I, I go to this um conference called CEO Space, which is all about business, um, you know, business training, business mentoring. And, you know, I share, I share my story. So one of my friends said, hey, I have, uh, I have a local event. And why don't you come and speak? And you have 10 minutes to tell your story. So I'm thinking this is a great time to share my story. And so I took a speaking class. Okay. Right. And um, I went and I spoke in 10 minutes. I even have somebody video me because I wanted to, you know, learn about it. Sure. I, got off the sta- I got off the stage and I thought this is the most stressful experience, even though I didn't, I, I did okay, right? Mm-hmm. And, uh, and I said, I don't want to speak. Okay. And about a month, two months after that, another friend reached out to me and she said, hey, Emily, TEDx, the local TEDx, in Walnut, California, is looking for a speaker, and I told them about you. Hmm. And so now, me being the ambitious me, I go, I, I want to apply for TEDx, but then I have to speak again. Right? <laughs> <laughs> so, so now I'm actually when when I finished speaking at my friend's event, I decided <clears throat> that I'm not going to speak because it wasn't fun, it was stressful. So actually, it was a whole year I did not speak. Okay. So when this opportunity came up with TEDx. I say, okay, I really need to speak because I, I have, I feel very strong that I need to share this message. Mm. So, um, anyways, I spoke at TEDx, and and then I basically changed my mind, and I changed my mind that a speaking is necessary mm. because speaking is the way for me to touch a lot more people. Right, um, and from that point on. I put on my own seminars, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, because I might as well just create my own stage. And so I'm kind of in the comfort because I'm in control, right? I right. could call it the seminar if I want. <laughs> so, so I create my own seminar 
I started reaching out to people on podcasts, right? right. And that's, that's, you remember, that's why I reach, I just reached out to you because, <laughs> because I believe that to be speaking and to be sharing, mm-hmm. um, that platform, you can reach a lot more people. Mm. And, and it's, it's kind of my duty. If, if, when you're clear with what's important to you, which in this case is to help everybody become a better version of themselves or the best version of themselves. And if speaking helped me get that message across, right? right. If, mm-hmm. if coaching helped me help other people do what they could do better, um, then I'm very passionate about it. I'm very driven about that. Mm-hmm. And, um, and that's why I'm, I'm speaking internationally. Like I'm, I'm going to Cairo to speak at a women event. And I reach out on Facebook to uh, a women dentist group. And I'm, I was just asking, does anybody live in Egypt, right? Like in Cairo, mm. maybe I can connect with you there. And then somebody connect with, with uh, another doctor. And I reach out to a different doctor and ask him if he has connection there. So now, besides the women event, I'm going to have at least one conference that I'm speaking to dentists mm. in Cairo, mm. right? So it becomes... Once I change my mind, it changed a whole series of action mm-hmm. and I become more intentional and it's, it's, it's like looking for opportunity to share that message. Um, and so that's, I, I would say that one of the biggest, you know, shifts in my mind mm-hmm. and, and it's kind of drive a lot of what I do. Got it. Thank you. No, uh, thanks for sharing all that. I seriously want to want to thank you for your two and a half hours of your time. Uh, but uh, thank you. Uh, you shared a lot. You shared a lot. I think Would you like to get a really small email a couple times a month to see what hashtag POD is up to? What are we reading? What are we listening to? What are we doing? What's stupid, funny, entertaining, and some weird stuff that we gotten ourselves into? then go to podcastsofdentistry.com slash extra E-X-T-R-A That's right podcastsofdentistry.com slash extra and you will get a really small email from us to give you that little extra kick and keep you busy exploring the world we travel. You can also find us on Facebook at podcastsofdentistry.com slash Facebook. Thank you for listening. Hashtag POD and I'll see you inside.